疼！慢点，慢点，慢点。Okay, three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Key Items Podcast. We are your local. Southern Fried Podcast here in Georgia. I always say local. I always start off with local, even though <laughs> if you're listening to this, you may not even live in this country. So <laughs> local in relativeness to where you are. <laughs> We're in the room with you as you listen. We are we are locally next to you, audibly. We're in the locale of your brain. Um, we are your nerdy video game and anime podcast i am your host james i carry with me two tagalongs that are unwittingly put into this seat under duress and suppression of their will uh, <laughs> you can't see it but i'm blinking twice on, on, on my right we have dustin say hello dustin Hello, Dustin. Oh, I had to. Do it. <laughs> um, uh, 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 yeah, how are y'all doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, doing good. Busy. I've been up since like six or seven. Ooh, um, for, partially because of my cat. Partially because I do my workouts in the morning, and then I needed to like make biscuits and make breakfast because Saturday is like Southern breakfast day of the week and i make like homemade biscuits and eggs and sausage and it's pretty good so i gotta wake up early you gotta make sure everything is cold for your biscuit just so everyone knows everything yeah your um your flour can be like room temperature but i just go extreme and i just like put my flour in a bag the night before and put it in the refrigerator and then I freeze my butter, and then <laughs> I no, I don't even thaw it out. So like, what you do because butter like pff, butter melts so fast. Um, but like, if you you freeze your butter, and then what you do is that you shred it up into <laughs> like um like you would cheese, and then I put my buttermilk in the freezer during the. The preparing process. Don't put it in the night before. You'll have you'll have ice. Um, but yeah, so you keep everything cold and then you fold it over each other, but not too many times because the butter. If the butter does not remain as cool as possible when you put it in the oven, your biscuits don't rise up and get like layers that you want. Um, so for those of you who want to make biscuits, that's a a little hint there. Um, so yeah, I'm doing all right. Pretty good. Been ingesting this information throughout the world and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, how's everybody else? Doing all right. Uh, you reminded me I need to get up earlier and like walk before it gets too hot because it's starting to get hot here now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's about to hit nineties. Yeah, and I don't like that. So I need to either start walking. I have been walking just to get out for a little bit in a in a relatively safe and social distance way and also get some exercise. But I need to start doing that like in the morning or at night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
problem with doing it at night here is unless I like go to like a recreation park around here is that we have a horrible horrible mosquito problem in our area <laughs> uh-huh. um, I feel like my backyard is like the jungle and that I need like if you were to like camp out there you'd need like a mosquito net, a like mosquito a net like <laughs> yeah it's a little different here because um i live in the city um and so that would be atlanta for all of you who have no idea what i'm talking about um and the only city the only city in georgia really the only big one anyway yeah, it's the only there's um, some nice there's some nice mid-sized like towns but atlanta yeah is the only like really big one i mean we've got like a few other those of y'all that don't know your Georgia geography, we got a few other big cities like Macon and Savannah and Columbus and Augusta. Um, and Al- 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 Albini, as apparently it's pronounced in that area, which is weird to me. Um, but it's like Albany, like New York. But, um, yeah. But nothing's Atlanta-sized. To give everyone an idea, Atlanta is like New York City in New York and L.A. Um, I think it's the 10th largest city by population in the U.S. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. And it also goes on forever. Like, we have mega sprawl in Atlanta, and you can start in metro Atlanta, quote-unquote, and, like, drive for, like, two hours, like, in one direction on the interstate and still be in, quote-unquote, metro Atlanta. Almost. Now, now. <laughs> we Atlanteans do not agree oh, with I that. Know. <laughs> I know. But there's a lot of other cities that basically kind of like flow into atlanta so yes and if you're not from there you're like am am i in atlanta still so somewhere else what town am i in i'm lost i will say this there are um atlanta is a very commuter type city so there's a lot of people that come in from the outer cities um but if you ever hear like grumpy atlanteans like myself um, because people always want to declare that they're from Atlanta. Like, if they're from, they could be from Georgia, and that's fine. So, and then if you go to, like, New York, people will be like, where are you from? And they'll be like, oh, I'm from, like, Atlanta, Georgia. And it's like, no, you're not. Like, <laughs> you have cows where you live. <laughs> you're not in Atlanta. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird <laughs> cultural thing over here. <laughs> Um, it's so many. It's just yeah. It's it's like yeah. Things just it's this one mass of like towns that go into cities that go into other cities that go into Atlanta. <laughs> we, we the South. We don't know what we're doing. Uh, but I was going to say. Um, um, also to my left is Arnold. I got to introduce Arnold real fast. Arnold, say hello to the people. No, I don't like them. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like us either. They're just here to be like these fucks. <laughs> like mutual, we don't. We don't know if they're going to bitch about video games or politics. Or <laughs> both. They're, they're like, oh, today. Arnold and I are going to rant about yeah. Civ Six. I was going to be. I was going to be like, there's actually some government in video game talk for this week. I'm sure Arnold has at least one. Um, I have, um, like, a quick rant around that, actually. So, everyone heard, like, all the businesses, like, Nintendo and stuff, and everyone is, like, posting out, like, you know, oh, we stand with you, black people, um, and stuff like that. And I'm sure a lot of my younger um, black people are very happy about that. Um, I'm not. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) The fuck does standing with me mean? Uh (laughs) Are 
saying you don't want this discounted video game that says Black Lives Matter? Boy, if they did that though, like if they had like a distinct discount where it like had like facial recognition shit or something is like, are you black? You get like a um like what was the saying? Oh, we get like a uh, hundred and fifty acres. So like we get like a hundred and fifty percent off. So they like pay us money back. <laughs> like if if they did that, I'm completely down with it, and I'm fully aware that all the other races will be pissed off. <laughs> but I the don't give a fuck. Like, trying to like get in on that. Right. They're one black friend. They'll be like, it's time to cash in on that stupid fucking phrase. I have a black friend and my black friend can get me a video game. <laughs> and it'll, it, it will legit. Now, Arnold, they're saying that I would love that. I would love that. It does absolutely nothing for institutionalized racism, but. <laughs> It's, I will get my Shadowbringers on discount. No, it's just going to be like 500 atomic points. Sorry, Arnold. <laughs> it feels like that's prejudice in itself, giving somebody that is. That's Anybody that gets those that's points, that's prejudice. Right. That's that... <laughs> I'm not gonna belittle the movement that's happening right now. Be like that deserves its own protest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, that's but that's not really. Right. No, but, um, but it is. It does feel a little bit. Um, what's the word? <laughs> Dishonest. Yes. It's like even somebody like it's like when somebody like buys you a gift and you can tell it's really passive aggressive. Oh, yeah, those gifts, they're like, oh, you can use this. And it's like, what you mean I can use this? It's like, it's like. Because somebody bought you deodorant or something. Right, they get you deodorant. Or if you're like, you have a person that's really into fitness and you're not. And they buy you like a weight. <laughs> and you're like, the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> like, oh, it's for me so I can hit you. Right, I was like, I can beat you with this, sure. Like, this is the, this is the use of it. Um... Like, yeah, um, what, what I was going to say uh, real fast is that um, companies like Nintendo and stuff like that, like, that's nice and everything, but y'all, like, I, I'm a weird person when it comes to this, because I want recognition for my people's struggle, but, like, um, what the... I don't want that business patronizing bullshit. I went on a rant about this last night, everyone, so don't worry. I'm not going to take up the podcast on it. But there are some moves that some companies are doing that's downright insulting. It's not helping black people. It's just like, oh, here's like this handout. It's like, no, we don't want a handout. We just want you to stop being racist. <laughs> like, just stop that part. Um, Nintendo and Sony, and this is what I brought this all up for, to direct it towards Nintendo and Sony. Look, guys, I appreciate the letters that you stand with us and everything. That's cute. I, release information about your games. <laughs> like, like, we don't care about you outside of your services to us. Like, I'm sorry. Mario's going to be Italian at the end of the day. Zelda's still going to be a blonde. Like, it's like, you're not going to change them. Actually... I, I don't want Zelda to suddenly just turn, like, black. That'd be weird. Um, 
Like, if I'm truthfully, if you want to do something with the Zelda universe that invokes people of color, you have the entire Garuda people, and they're pretty fucking badass. Like, they're. Have you seen the abs on those women? Like, it's kind of creepy. Um, and you could do like a whole series about the Garuda. You don't have to like, you know, don't take your characters and like turn them white. Uh, I mean, I mean black. Um, they're already white, but like, you know, don't Miles Morales shit is what I'm saying. Um, nobody knows this. I, well, maybe I said on this podcast I don't like Miles Morales. That's the Spider-Man, um, Ultimate Spider-Man kid. Don't like him. Don't care for him. Anyway, um, Spider Verse, Spider Man. Yeah, that's the. I that, like that movie. Like a lot of people I, do. I haven't even seen it. Yet. I haven't looked at it. I don't care enough to watch it. The art style looks nice today. I think it's, it's a very nicely animated. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard it's a cute movie. Um, and it feels very comic-y, which I think right. I and I I think it's good. A lot of people have asked me. They're like, "Do you want to watch it?" Um, do you think it's good? And I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I don't know if it's good. I've heard people say it's good. I've heard people recommend me to watch it because I'm the Spider-Man guy. But it literally has every Spider-Man I could give two shits about. Like, it has Peter Parker, but he's not the main character. Um, you tell me for Spider-Pig? I definitely don't have time for Spider-Pig. <laughs> and the only thing I like about Spider-Gwen is her costume. That costume is badass. That's a cool-ass fucking costume. Like... It is the most millennial superhero costume possible. It really is. It's got a hoodie. <laughs> like leggings. Leggings and a hoodie. <laughs> and technically all superheroes wear leggings, but you know, it's it looks he more like explicitly got leggings. Yes, he has leggings. Um but like I think it's a fine movie. I try not to pass judgment on the movie as a whole, because like younger me would easily have said that movie's bullshit. Like just just would have flat out said it's stupid. And anybody that watches it is stupid. Because when, <laughs> when I was younger, I, like, just hated when people, <laughs> like, um, would would watch something that I probably liked. And then they would behave as if it was something they were a fan of for the longest time. But um, it's, a, it's a big pet peeve of mine. And I, I'm sure it's a pet peeve for a lot of nerds. Um, right. Which is ironic because a lot of nerds, we try to get people into stuff we like. But I think it's that we want to, we want to be the ones to get people into it. It's a little bit more upsetting when you've been trying to get people into something for years, and then all of a sudden they're just into it. Um, but it happens; it's life. Um, but yeah, small little aside that we did there. Um, but welcome to our episode. This episode is going to be a pretty interesting one. This was a topic that. I formulated, but it was based off of a question from my friend Sheena. She asked me um, earlier this week, and I think it'll be a good episode. We're going down memory lane, people, on this one, um, and looking at some stuff. And this this is a debate that will go on after we're done talking about this, and onward. There's no definitive answer here, but um, I, I'm going to read this because you guys will find this funny. So one of, one of my friends, um, I think left a, a a review for our podcast and i thought it was pretty funny um it says 
This age-old question is not answered by the key items podcast. And the question at the point at the top was, do we need thumbs? Um, and it says, this age-old question is not answered by the key items podcast. But many of your other nerdy ponderings will be. James and friends dwell into the depths of many different genres of your favorite video games, anime, and um, um, games. All while telling you why your opinion is wrong. <laughs> if you need a nerdy fix while driving, working, or avoiding that person on the train who keeps trying to talk to you, this is the podcast for you. This is completely correct. Your opinion is wrong until I say otherwise. <laughs> um, um, it's okay to have a wrong opinion. Um, I like orange juice with goldfish and Cheez-Its and it's disgusting to other people it's so good (laughs) it's so good um but yeah so that'll be our episode today um we're gonna go down some stuff and we'll get into the topic as usual you wait till the end but we got a lot to talk about I feel in our next issues So, next issue is our news area of the podcast, where we tell you stuff that you probably were too lazy to look up, honestly, like it's gaming news. Um, So, anyone got anything pressing they want to talk about? I have, like, one big news thing in the nerd thing. Um, I have a couple things, so. Okay, go ahead. So this is going to be a big surprise. Uh, no, the fuck it isn't. Uh, investment groups say Activision CEO uh, Bobby, Bobby Kotick. Kotick. Bobby, I don't know. I'm speaking English. I knew, I knew Arnold was going to use this one. Too much. Um, to no one's fucking surprise. The man gets paid, like, last year, almost $30 million. $30 million? $30, $30 million. Bobby Kotick is the CEO of Activision, for those of you who don't know. Um, he's been making hand over fist of money for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and he makes money even when the company is losing people. That's probably why why they're salty. They're like, huh? We didn't. Our stocks weren't that good this year. So why is he making so so much money? Yeah, Blizzard Activision is a piece of shit now. Like Blizzard as a company has just gone down the drain. Um, this is the company, for people who don't know, Blizzard is the company that created the Warcraft series and World of Warcraft. They are different, <laughs> just so people know. <laughs> the Warcraft series is an RTS, top-down type strategy, um, RPG almost. Um, yeah. And World of Warcraft is the MMORPG based off of the lore from those RPGs. Um, they're also responsible for Overwatch um, and nothing else good. They, they make other games, people, but, like, who cares? You mean, you're ready for Overwatch 2? Oh, you mean Overwatch the DLC? Uh, I mean, Overwatch 1.5, yeah. <laughs> Overwatch. Big Brotherhood. The, the expansion pack. Yes, the expansion pack of yeah, Overwatch. Nah, even Sesky Brotherhood was pretty good. Which one? Brotherhood. It was alright. That one has 2.5. Oh. 
Um, but yeah, like for those of you who don't know, that's Activision Blizzard. Blizzard originally as a company was actually really, really good. There's a reason the MMORPG genre has exploded. There is much, and I really do, I, as much as I love Final Fantasy XIV, it owes at least 70% of what it is to WoW. Like every R- MMORPG has taken something from WoW or a lot of things from WoW and have expanded on it. Everything, however, has improved on what WoW has done. And WoW has done nothing but sit on its laurels and, like, not do shit. It's just because... It demoted itself to a Facebook game. It really did. It's so garbage. Get that invite. Hey, man, can you go to my farm? And I played... I played World of Warcraft... Um... A few years ago, for the first time, I my, one of my friends, they had played it since day one. I watched them play it all the time. I used to get on and call, the um, uh, there was a chimera that he could ride as a mount. And I used to call it Donkey Dragon, just to be an asshole. Like, it was like, it was back when I didn't like MMORPGs. And it's like, he was riding it. I was like, look at this Donkey Dragon. And the reason I used Donkey Dragon was because I used to play Spyro a lot. And I used to have Spiral Ram everything. And I used to always imagine a donkey doing it. So I just used Donkey Dragon. Uh, <laughs> um, just a little, little tidbit there for people who didn't ask for it. Secret lore. Secret, secret, secret lore. Um, but yeah, key so... Key, key, <laughs> key items wiki. And I just have a quote underneath me. James... <laughs> Also known as that asshole. Also known as he tells you you're wrong. Also known as Donkey Drink. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So Arnold, keep going with your story. Sorry. Uh, no, just like I said, uh, investors are questioning why he's getting paid so much. Um, and uh, well, fortunately for him, he has someone pissed in his ass. Uh, one of spokespeople, Activision, saying that thanks to him, uh, the company went from. Value of ten million to over fifty-three billion dollars, which doesn't change the fact that it's gotten fucking worse and worse. But hey, man, man, Bobby Kotick is shit. The ocean that gets you promotion. But yeah, like Bobby Kotick is shit. Like I'm sorry, most people, if you've made over a billion dollars, like your company should just be like, okay, we're going to now cap off your salary (laughs) and not give you more money because. What do you if if I gave you a billion dollars right now, Arnold? What would you even do with it? You know, Arnold, that conceptually you could build a fucking space rocket and still have money left over. That's how much a billion dollars is. You could build two space rockets and still have a nice vacation home. I almost said something, and I was like, "I think I'll, I'll do. I'll save that comment." <laughs> okay, I'm curious now. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, Bobby Kotick needs to be fired. He's a piece of shit. He's run that company into the ground. Um, or uh, spoke or to say it's actually making it go up. Yeah, he's saying they're saying it's making it go up. But if you look at the the product that Blizzard is putting out, oh boy, like that rewake. Of all that, re- yeah, it is a remake. That fucking remake of that old World of Warcraft game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh boy, that was bad. That the mean that Warcraft game that they made. Yep. Yeah. That was shit. 
How do you make a fucking land game crash? <laughs> With hard work and diligence. Ironically, Blizzard is like the Titanic. They do not think that they can fail. And the ironic part is that they hit an iceberg. For those of you who are not sure what I mean, Blizzard is a form of storm composed of ice. <laughs> <laughs> and an iceberg as well. It's in the name. <laughs> um, I had to grab that one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, go ahead, Arnold. What else you got? Uh, more shitty news. Uh, uh, for those who do not know, this little indie game is called Cripple Space Program. Uh, oh, I heard about this. Um, <laughs> it was originally uh, being developed by a small. Uh, in team called Star Theory. Uh, apparently, it was going quite well until um, basically maybe the beginning of this month where uh, Take Two decided they're going to make an entire new team, uh, no longer give the project to Star Theory, and attempted to poach all of Star Theory's employees. Arnold, say, say the name of the. the oh, yeah, uh, Take Two. Take two is the company who's a piece of shit. No, 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 no. The um, the do you remember the name of the company that they used to start up by taking all the employees? Oh, Intercept. Yeah, they call it Intercept. Ah, uh, yes, Intercept. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the new team they developed for intercepting for people. <laughs> intercepting the profit to this game. Yep. It's real fucked up. It's real fucked up. It's like, for people who may not understand this conceptually, it's like, you ever watch those cartoons or those shows where this kid has all these friends, these loyal friends, and then this big bully comes and beats the shit out of him, and then all, he gets all of his friends to join him? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, that's what happened. It's bullshit. I hate these uh, companies. There's some theories going around, because before the team... Uh, the Take Two team was developed Intercept. Um, Star Theory is actually trying to set up like a. Was trying to basically sell themselves to Take Two, but like they weren't getting like a, I guess a good uh, contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to like, hey, here's what we want, and that's yeah. when Intercept was apparently developed. They knew their value, and they wanted to. It's it's video games. The, the disgusting thing is that video games have become just as bad as any other form of big business. Pharmacy, medicine, fucking, like, car insurance. I'm like, you know, like, it's all just sucking out the usefulness and creativeness that's needed in it. And these companies are just draining it dry. And you know, the worst part is that most video gamers, most like, much like most things in life, most video gamers don't want to know (laughs) They don't care and they keep their head down. People don't like to think. Like, I'm starting to learn this more and more as I get older. Thinking's hard. It is. Like, when you think, you have to actually measure two different values. And then you have to make a conscious moral choice about things sometimes. And it means sometimes you have to be upset with that. Um, I fucking hate it. (laughs) Like... Video games is going to the shit. Anime is on its way there too. Um, with Funimation being how it is. Um, it, it, it's okay. Don't worry. It's not okay. <laughs> we, have, we have the One Piece out there. We, 
a one piece owned by Funimation. <laughs> At least in America. Um, but man, I should have saw this coming when they first bought Marvel. I actually, like blew my shit when I first heard of they bought Marvel. <laughs> Like this, no, yeah. When they bought Marvel way back when, I was like, what the fuck? "This will mean ruin." And then they distracted me with pretty colored movies for a little bit, and then I woke back up and I was like, "Oh god, it is ruined." Um, <laughs> oh boy, let's not even get on Star. Fuck, they fucked that thing after the first movie. Like, um, I know there's dividers about um, what is it called, uh, Rogue One. I personally like Rogue One. A lot of people didn't. Um, but, boy, the rest of it. Anyway, what else you got, Arnold? Oh, I did want to say, for the take two, um, while some analysts uh, have told uh, Bloomberg, which I'm assuming is uh, he's the head of take two, I think, mm-hmm. uh, that might have reputational risk for take two, since indie developer is not... I want to work with them anymore. Right. Uh, private, uh, their um, private division has framed it differently, saying that this would bring uh, better management and quality to the game. That's what they always think. They so always, good. yeah. And for everybody involved, mm-hmm. like, we're reorganizing our facility to better manage um, um, employee workload and experience. Somebody uh, linked me a, a video the other day about. Double speak. Ooh, 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 boy. Me and Dustin gonna have a conversation about this later on. Like, double speak. Cause okay, my work requires a form of double speak usually, but I'm very blunt, so I try to not double speak because I feel like talking to my clients like double speak is fucking insulting. Um, but double speak is everywhere. It was like people learned about mental health and they were like, ooh. We can just use the language to use. Fucking doublespeak is the most cowardly way to talk. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> moving on. I fucking hate doublespeak. Anyway. <laughs> Say what you mean. If you're a prick, own up to it. Just because you're going to get punched in the face afterward doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, anyway. Arnold, continue. <laughs> um, we have some small news after that. Don't have much left. Uh, no, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so excuse me if I butchered this. Uh, Naki Yoshida, which is the current director of Final Fantasy XIV, mm. uh, rumored to be taking the helm for the upcoming Final Fantasy Sixteen. But he has confirmed that he will not be doing so. He'll be continuing the continuing his work on Final Fantasy XIV, which is good. Even though he clearly knows what he's doing, and the crazy people they have making the mainline games um, don't have any idea what they're doing. Um, if it hasn't hit everybody, I have fallen out of love with most of the Final Fantasy franchise. I thought you liked 15, though. 15? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was better than I thought, but I thought it was shit to begin with. Um mm-hmm. It is, it is not a good game. There's a lot of um, advertisement and marketing in the game. Like, literally, like, there's a form of ramen that's in the game that's a real ramen. Huh? Denise in? Because I know I think so. The, uh, 
I noticed they had like cloud on a, a package of that one day. At yeah. The I think so. I could be wrong, but I think so. And I think I've heard about that. It's it's not it's not for me. I actually think um, my friend Sheena may enjoy it, but I think she would like it for the aesthetics and not in the gameplay. She would like the gameplay and the aesthetics. Um, as a Final Fantasy person, I wouldn't like it. I don't. I don't like everyone being in black. I don't like the leather. I don't like the car. I don't like the combat system. I don't I don't know why everybody wants to play an action RPG from Final Fantasy when the Tale series is right next door. Just go over there. Like they have action RPG and it's cool, but like I mm, I don't I don't mm. But I don't got the brand Final Fantasy on it. Jay. It's true, but okay, here's the deal. Um and my friend Sarah said this too. Final Fantasy is not the best JRPG series. It has some of the best JRPGs in it. Heresy talk. What are you talking about? That's okay. People who are people who blindly follow one franchise are idiots anyway. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, (laughs) 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 like if you if you talk about the Tales a lot. No, and here's the deal though. Here's the deal. Tales has a lot of shitty games. I fucking love Tales, and I will fight to the bat for Tales. But boy, howdy, my. There are some Tales games that I'm like, you can burn that shit. But the Tales games that are good are really good. And and the same thing with Final Fantasy. The Final Fantasy games that are really good are really good. Nine is one of my favorite video games of all time. Um, It is above any Tales game. Um, But that being said, Tales has some genius. And here's the thing. If you like anime, you'll like Tales. Period. It's not a discussion. Like... If you like anime, you can play a Tales game and they have stuff in there. Do you like dark and fucked up anime? Tales has you. You like colorful anime? Tales has you. You like love stories? Tales has you. You like mascots for no fucking reason? Tales has you. <laughs> Do you just like fate? Tales has you. <laughs> like, it, um, but yeah, no, I, I see what Arnold is saying. Um, but, and, and this was gonna, this is what I was going to say. I used to blindly follow um, franchises. I was an idiot. Like it's uh, anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, my last bit of news. I don't want to say that it's good news because it's from this company, but I guess it's technically the only good news I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who are finally want. Uh, EA games coming to Steam. Their EA is currently having oh, yeah. sales on Steam. <laughs> um, I believe it's Crisis Three, some of the Dragon Age games, Mirror's, Mirror's Edge. Edge, a couple of Need for Speeds. Uh, I would recommend you not to get Need for Speed Rival because that game is hot fucking garbage. I would recommend um, that you get Dragon Age Awakening, not the second yeah. one, just Awakening. Um, they have two. Um, kind of like indie games uh, Unravel and Unravel 2 those games are actually pretty cool yeah those, those are good games I recommend you. Um, the entire Command and Conquer uh, remasters collection also launched I believe mm-hmm. and later on throughout the summer they will be officially launching EA Access on Steam it's not here yet but there's some Steam uh, some of the EA games currently on Steam so I have a sale. You can pick it up. You can pick up like uh, Plants vs. Zombies for like a dollar. Yeah. Mirrors. Oh, oh go ahead. 
Oh, well, Plants vs. Zombies? Yeah, it's just a good <laughs> game that gets, like, it gets challenging, even though, like, it's not super complex. I wish Mirror's Edge was a little bit better designed, because I think Mirror's Edge is fucking cool. I like her design, the girl's design, the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the world. I like the idea of just running. <laughs> That's the parkour everywhere. Parkour. It's the only time I think parkour is cool. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a little funky. Funky game. But okay. Yeah, I don't know. When it comes to EA, come, it feels desperate. Yeah, like, I don't know. We can't move our games off of Origin. Right. Time to put it where we should have put it anyway. Um... But yeah, okay. I'm going to let Dustin go ahead with his news. I'll close out mine. So, uh, Valorant is officially out, right, this week? Woo! I think it is. I'm actually giving it a shot. I haven't yet. I ain't touching it. I ain't touching it. I don't think I am. I just can't play those type of games. The only reason I would touch it would be to gain the gaming knowledge of the video game. But I... Right, that's the thing. But you know how people would be like, if you haven't played it, you don't know. Which is a valid discussion. Yeah. Um, so that's why I tend to... And I and I use that for everything in my life, too. If you haven't experienced it, shut your fucking face. But, like... Um, <laughs> hey, man, drug addicts can say that. What do you, what do you mean? Drug, drug, okay, drug addiction is the one thing you don't have to experience everybody to know about. <laughs> Drug addiction and death. <laughs> like, okay, so I gotta know more about this. So I'm gonna have to get on some drugs so I can experience this. R- right. So like, I'm gonna list it off for everyone, <laughs> so they don't call me a hypocrite on the podcast. <laughs> Drug use, death, abuse, like in general, um, um, institutionalized racism, and and in poverty. You don't have to put yourself in these positions. <laughs> To learn and experience and understand them. Go ask someone who has. Learn from them and make the world a better place. (laughs) Don't say I'm going to go and figure out a way to experience any of this if you don't have to. Um, But everything else, yes, I stand by what I said earlier. Um, But go ahead, Dustin. Um, So yeah, there's that. I may give it a shot eventually. I don't know. We'll see. If other people are going to try it, I might try it. Otherwise, I'll be like, eh. I will play it for three days and then yeah, I'm uninstalling it. Thought is I'll give it a shot and see how it is. Um, yeah, just to know. Uh, let's see. Um, apparently, Kate Blanchett is like cast for a Borderlands movie. Why is there a Borderlands movie? I don't know. Which is fitting because she just had a chainsaw accident. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, I, appropriate for Borderlands. I just read this this morning. Like, I read that she had... I got really concerned. Like, I I, lo- I laughed at everybody because I didn't know about the Borderlands thing. But I was really concerned. I love Kate Blanchett. Like, I love her. Yeah. Um, She's going to be Lilith in the Borderlands movies. So. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be Lilith or not. I mean, I don't have high hopes. Video game movies are almost universally bad. Um, but Borderlands is about hamminess. And Kate Blanchett can do hamminess if she wants to. I watched will try to make it real serious. Oh, my God. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's one thing I want to mention. Um, Sega is apparently making a really really small, like, micro console, like a mini, like a handheld, or yeah, like a handheld, like a mini. Okay. It's like super super small. 
Nobody wants it because it's a super tiny Game Gear for their 60th anniversary. Someone's gonna buy that shit. <laughs> it's, so, it's so tiny. Like I don't even know how you play it. The screen. Is That's like weird. Inside. The Sega would go so small too. Yeah, it's so small. Uh, hopefully it plugs into something because it's so small that the screen is going to be like impossible to see. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, interesting. Cool. You can see their marketing budget on it. Fuck. Shit. Yeah, it's really small. <laughs> it's uh, probably going to be about $50. Fuck! Um, yeah. It's got a bunch of the, the Game Gear games. You know how it goes. It's you know what I could do with $50? You know what? No, no. I said shit. But that's che- cheaper than a lot of video games. I can buy Zombies 50 times. Why would you buy Plants vs. Zombies 50 times? I wouldn't. I'm just saying, that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> For a tiny ass console that no one's going to give a fuck about in two weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm sitting on it. It's just going to be bad. I just know it. Fuck. <laughs> Has Sega not taken enough abuse from the gaming community, Arnold? <laughs> Shit-ass products are handing out. Oh, no, time out, time out, though. In Sega's defense, they're at least trying. Yeah, they are failing. Good idea, right, the Genesis is the best one out of all of those. The Genesis one is the best one. Um, I mean, a Dreamcast, like, mini. Oh, 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 they made a Dreamcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, good stuff. That'd be good. Um, but, yeah. Like a Dreamcast with like a uh, like a, a uh, what you call it like the Switch Online service basically. They just need to because Sega is well they're not a subsidiary of Nintendo but oh yeah um like I'm like just make a bunch of games and release them on the eShop y'all like you know we'll buy it people literally buy games. On the Switch that they already own because it's on the Switch. <laughs> I have. I've done it three times. <laughs> um, I've only done it once so far. And it is for Sonic. Uh, oh, yeah, I have Sonic Mania. That's actually from um, Sonic 3, I think. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yes. Evo Online uh, startups have begun. Like the registration started yesterday, um, and then at some point in July will be the the like the basically like the qualifiers, I suppose. Hmm. Um, what's kind of interesting is you know Evo, which is the big fighting game tournament for those of y'all that aren't so familiar with Evo, um, normally has games like Dragon Ball Fighters and um, Tekken Seven. And Street Fighter V, and all these games that, you know, they're like the big name fighter. Um, well, since they had to move it online, the four games for these signups are the ones that just have really good netcode so that they're actually playable online. Mm-hmm. Um, which means the four games that are for these signups oh, no. are Mortal Kombat 11. I knew it. Killer Instinct. Because oh! Netcode. That's um, Skullgirls because <laughs> and, and this is the weird one, and, and I think um, I think Sarah will like this one. Them's fighting herds, which is the my oh the my little pony one. <laughs> yes. Wait, let me let me rephrase that. The game that is now legally distinct from My Little Pony because they got a cease and desist order, so they had to restyle it. Mm. Um, but it started out as 
uh, Fighting is Magic, which is like a mm-hmm. My Little Pony fighting game. Yeah. And then they got a CD order from Hasbro. And so uh, they actually, I think, they think talked to Lauren Faust about it. Oh, I'm sure and Lauren Faust was fine. Of it, yes. They just kind of like rebranded and made like, they have like a llama and like other things instead. I'm, um, I know for certain Lauren Faust would be fine. I was like, that's definitely Hasbro CEO bullshit right there. Like, <laughs> Yeah, those are the four games that are going to be played in July on Evo Online. So it's kind of interesting. Mm. Okay. okay. I may, um, I may take Gander. I, I like some of those I games. I want to try out the, the, the Not My Little Pony finding it just to see what it's like. It looks decent. It looks like a de- I've seen it for a while now. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I play it, but it looks cool. <laughs> it's funny, though, that like netcode has become the priority because apparently fighting games have really notorious... A lot of fighting games have notoriously bad... Horrible netcode. Horrible. It's to do with like, how important rea- like frame reaction is, like being mm-hmm. able to react really quickly. Um, mm. But yeah. Okay. Um, other news... Uh, the Tales mobile game, speaking of Tales, apparently got delayed a little bit for some polishing. So. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that game yet, Tales of Crystoria. Because it's like, it's a Tales game, but it's in that mobile gotcha format. Mm-hmm. I'm not down for that. They did that with Fire Emblem. I'm not down for that either. Fire Emblem games. Not good. Yeah. Um, I'm just not down for that. There's a guy that I listen to on YouTube. Sweet kid. Nice kid. He's a black nerd. They're very rare. Um, uh, <laughs> not really. But like, he's a, he's a chill kid. He loves, he loves Gunvolt. He loves Tails. This dude is a fucking weeb. Um, and he, <laughs> and I call him a sweet kid because he's clearly much younger than me. He's also very positive. Thus, he's clearly younger. Um, and he, <laughs> he is, um, yeah he's not jaded yet and he talks about Christoria in a little positive way I'm like oh you sweet sunflower like you just because he wants people to love Tails and I'm like boy I know a woman that's been fighting this battle longer than you (laughs) if she ain't got people to like Tails your ass ain't gonna (laughs) um it's funny because, okay, you know how you guys always say I talk about Tails a lot? This kid will talk about Tails in a video that has nothing to do with Tails. Like, he'll be talking yeah. about Gunvolt. And then he'll be like, and in Tails. Wow, he really likes Tails. His that's, favorite. That's not, in some ways, it's wholesome. It, 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 it's cute. It's cute. He loves Tales of Vesperia the most. Um, I don't know why. But, like, uh, <laughs> now nah, I take that back. It's one of the top three. But okay, cool then. That That is interesting to know about Tales of Crystoria, though. Uh, one last little piece of news. Apparently, the people that watched the Unreal 5 live stream uh, a few weeks ago, where we were live from Tim Sweeney's office, um, mm-hmm. his home office, apparently someone has managed to like make a green screen background of Tim Sweeney's office now. <laughs> so if stream <laughs> from Tim Sweeney's office, they can do so. Oh my god! Distracted people was that he has like a plasma ball in his floor in his office, like on the floor. Really? And weird. (laughs) And so yeah, and so people were like, "That's so strange." And so somebody was like, "That's so strange." I'm gonna make it a a a background for Zoom. That's so strange. I would totally like the only weird thing I would have in my gaming office if I was like a business person in gaming is like like a beanbag chair. Like it's He's a, got a plasma ball. It's just kind of plugged into an outlet. It's 
That is strange. All right. Well, I'll go into my news. Um, I have a few oh, things. Oh, thing. damn it! So, <laughs> I just realized uh, apparently there is a story behind the plasma ball. Um, I just noticed this at the end of the article, which I didn't get to finish earlier. Um, apparently, he knocked over a diet coke on his floor, and he cut, he like wiped it up, but to cover up the like the leftover mess, he put the plasma ball over it. That's so weird. Uh, yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> Just couldn't get a carpet cleaner. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. Um, but okay. Now my news. Um, for my news, I have a couple of things. Uh, one, the Final Fantasy Fan Fest um, is current currently canceled. Um, and so is the patch. Clearly, this is due to COVID-19. Um... I've never been to the Final Fantasy fan um, thing. It's for Final Fantasy fourteen, so it's a bunch of introverted nerds get together, and then they try to identify whose avatar goes with which person, and they are usually going to be disappointed. Um, good, <laughs> but it's an, it's a cool event where um, they do music stuff like that. Um, the creators take questions and requests and a lot of those questions and requests have been implemented into the video game um which is neat um i clearly don't have the money to just go and hang out with a bunch of early 20 year olds whose entire lives are invested in their um um me quote cat person uh, <laughs> uh but it's a cool event I'm, I'm bummed for other people that it's canceled um, because they it's 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 a nice thing for them to go socialize and meet people and meet friends. Um, making friends nowadays is difficult, and so this may be something easier for them to do. Until of course they figure out, huh? I said they automatically have something in common. Yeah, until they figure out that that one DPS. The one that ran and got 80,000 mobs five times in a row. And they finally meet him. And then they beat him up in real life. Um, but yeah, that's canceled. Um, DC Comics, Detective Comics, is no longer with Diamond Comic Distributors. Um, they've been with Diamond Cutter Distributors, Comic Distributors, for about 25 years. Um, for those of you who don't know... Um, Diamond Comic Distributors had been one of the biggest holders of creating the actual comics. So they, they will create comics for other people, um, like Marvel, DC, um, stuff like that. And um, DC um, cut ties with them. It was a really difficult decision for them, but they had to do it because of COVID-19. Because Diamond Comic Distributors um, was no longer distributing they were no longer holding a production and so now if you own a comic book shop or anything like that it's going to be coming from like lunar and ucs comic distributors and also i think um penguin random house which a lot of more non um comic book store people will know penguin random house um and that's where a lot of things will be coming from it's a pretty big interesting thing because um it'll give different market shares to different companies and for the longest time diamond cut comic distributors have had like the monopoly on comic book distribution so that's a good thing in my opinion is that 
a monopoly on something is kind of breaking down. Um, I want that to happen more with things um, because having a monopoly creates lack of um, competitiveness amongst companies. And without a lack of competitiveness, the rates and prices of things go up for us on the, the user. Quality tends to go down. And the quality tends to go down. Um, again, I relate this back to a discussion that me and my um, friend Sarah had. We were talking about insurance. And um, she was just asking me like a general question, like, why can't it be easier and everything like that? And she had this idea of that. She was like, it should be like a restaurant that you could go and pick in and like they give me the best one. I pick the one that I want the most. I was like, that's actually the baseline of what insurance is. However, since it's a monopoly and companies run it, um, there's it's more like a restaurant that tells you to come in and then orders for you what they want you to get. And then if you can't have it, then you just got to go. And so these good ideas that work on a basis level, this is also happening in the comic area. And so having a monopoly rip out, it's great. It's good. People think that's bad. It's not. You want companies to starve. Not literally that they can't pay their employees, but you want them to keep wanting to do better. Um Every company is not Nintendo. Every company is not going to try to improve itself over and over again. Um, and even Nintendo has its faults. Like They like to make gimmicks. It's their thing. Um, but final news that I have is um, Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai um, is coming out. Or Dai um is coming out um as a square enix action i think action rpg um uh, i am a big fan of dragon quest i love dragon quest if they ever release a, um the mmorpg dragon quest over here in the states i will lose my fucking mind um <laughs> i really truly will i fucking love dragon quest um dragon quest is made by the same company that made final fantasy but people don't in, in in the West, people don't register Dragon Quest a lot. They just go, oh, that's the game with the Dragon Ball Z-looking characters. Um, Dragon Quest has just as strong a story. Actually, it has better story than a lot of JRPGs out there. It does stick to very clean and pure JRPG-ness. Like, the gameplay, anyway. Like, it's clean and pure. as like turn-based. You're fighting. You got your wizard. You got your mage. All that. It's great. Um... The thing that makes Dragon's Quest so good is that it has this great, happy, charming personality and atmosphere, but always has a super deep, dark, twisted, messed up underground story. And it's really emotional. Um, I love the Dragon Quest series. Um, so Die, The Adventure of Die is a video game, I think, that was made in like the 80s. And then they made an, a manga and an anime in the late 80s, around like 89. Um... And I think they made the manga or the... I think they made the anime in 91. Don't quote me fully on this, people. I was a very young child when I saw pictures of this guy. And um, Dai is like... He looks like the hero of the, um, the original three Dragon Quest video games. And basically that means he looks like Goku with a, <laughs> with a crown on his head. And Dai is a sword yielder. I'm, I, it is, it's hard to explain because I am, as much as I know what Dai looks like, Dai is also, for those of you who don't know, okay, Dai is the character with the sword and jump force. 
Um, he's a short kid with a sword in Jump Force who has a cool cutting animation. And he is... I, I really like that. And so they're making the video game. It's going to be like an action RPG. Hopefully it's a little bit more adventurous and open. The, the, little, the little trailer they gave seemed very closed-in kind of stuff. Um, but I think the um, combat is being done by either CyberConnect or Bandai Namco, which has me excited. Um, I'm just excited for it. It's, it's getting a new anime. Um... For, I think, this year. I think production clearly would have slowed down. But they're supposed to be releasing an anime for it, too. Um, which is great. Because the old anime was a little rough. Um, so, yeah. Excited for that video game to come out. Going to see how that goes. But, alright. That was our next issues. Why don't we look at the number coding. Open up our app. And let's download some patch notes. Elaborate this time. Or I'm I'm going to give the first one over to Dustin. Because okay. he told me that he had some ramblings. That he wanted so to I, will, I will try to keep this fairly brief because we've rambled a lot already this episode. Um, so I am almost finished with Fate Apocrypha because I got delayed a lot by work this week on watching watching stuff. And I wanted to already be done with it. But um, not, not that I was like, oh, I, I want to get it over with. But rather, I just wanted to be able to finish watching the show. Um and have not been able to. But it has, I, I'm, it's like a, I think, 25 episode show all in all, um, which is, you know, fairly average. Animes tend to come in like 25 or 52 episode formats, or 26 to, or 52, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the really long ones like One Piece, which is like, what do we say, like 900 and something now? Yeah, it's about 900 something. Um, but anyway, uh, I got to like episode 23, and some of y'all may have watched this show before. And been watching the show and been like, huh, this looks different. And maybe not exactly known why, but animation is really <coughs> And um, apparently this show, like towards the end, started running into budget issues. And they're right towards like, I was enjoying the show for I don't know, it's not for everybody, maybe, but I was enjoying the show. And then I got to this episode, and the animation quality, like, dropped, like, drastically. Like, noticeably different animation. Like, it went from... Was it like... Was it like the first Mortal Kombat movie, and then the second Mortal Kombat movie? Uh, kinda, because it was, like, good, you know, fairly nice-looking animation and effort went into like fight scenes and such and then like I guess they had a lot of fight scenes and not a lot of money and so it turned into like stick figures mm. like, that's the best way to describe it like it was let's see how little detail we can include and still make this recognizable as this character and um, those of y'all that read Bleach know that like when it was kind of like when Kubo in Bleach got to like drawing no backgrounds 
or drawing like a panel that was just like just like, a, a blank thing yeah, and a streak, it was like that, basically in animated form. Um, yeah, it was it was not good. Thankfully, I got past that episode, and the quality seems to have like gotten a little better. So I'm wondering if maybe they decided that was an episode they could kind of like that one was going to be really expensive to animate, so they decided they just risk the bad animation on that one uh, and move on for the finale. But we'll see. We'll see. I I have no faith in fate, but, uh, <laughs> but I know Dustin uh, likes it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I've also been reading Fist of the North Star. Of all really? They got me out of nowhere. Because I haven't ever actually you, read it. You were so starved, depraved for original JoJo, <laughs> you started to read the one that inspired original JoJo. <laughs> um, it's very different compared to like modern series because a lot of yeah. our modern like manga and anime are very much like the hero's journey and the character starts off without like he may be kind of competent but and there are some where like the hero is super competent um but then there's a lot where like we're introduced to a character and he's got to like grow and develop and everything's a threat for him at the beginning and Consider if not, not it's like, like a few episodes <laughs> And then he runs into, like, the person who's actually, like, dangerous to the protagonist. Mm -hmm. This is not the case. Kinshiro <laughs> is not in danger at all. No, he is not. We're even, like, I'm on, like, I guess the 11th chapter or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, like, the first, like, boss, quote-unquote, which is, like, his rival. Like, the guy who stole his fiance shows up. And we're introduced to, like, this is the guy that gave Kinshiro his, like, weird scar. And his style is, like superior to Kinshiro's and like he's so dangerous and it turns out like Kinshiro is like really mad at this guy and has spent the whole time like preparing to fight this dude and so it's not even a contest like this guy is like horrified at how much how much better Kinshiro is yeah Fist of the North Star is wild what are you gonna say Arn? I said he was the guy who did all the side quests for he is the guy <laughs> he is the guy Kinshiro, so for those of you who may not know Kinshiro is like if you took Mad Max Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Lee and yes. put them all in one character. Um, he is the power fantasy. He was made in the 80s where they made nothing but power fantasy movies and comic books for dudes. So he is gigantic but is swift as hell. Um, and yeah. if And here's the thing. This is something also important. If you've always wondered why people are so large in JoJo. Excuse me. It's that reason. It's like Kinshiro is the main reason. Because he became really popular. And so for the early 80s, I mean, the, the 80s in manga, you got a lot of big dudes. It wasn't until the late 80s that we started to get, like, smaller kid adventurer types. And now we have, and we got all the, the wave of, like, the, the like, handsome, like, kind of Bishonen sort of, like, pretty boy protagonist. Well, you'll get some, you'll get some Bishonen type ones. Um, there's a mix, and... Um, it's funny that you said that because I've been going down some memory lane stuff too. I'll say that when I get to my part. But going back with Dustin's, like, there's some changes in modern animation and manga that I don't like. Like, call me old, but it's like there's a quality to some of the older stuff and storytelling wise that's not prevalent in a lot of new um, manga and anime. So, yeah. That came out of nowhere, though. Fist of the Star shit. But. Yeah, I, know, right? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't... It, it's, it's, it's interesting. 
um, I've enjoyed it for the most part. It's very different. Um, don't read it if you don't like gore because it's very, very graphic. It is very. I I would recommend if you like action, but you're okay turning your brain off. Yes, it's one it's of those. Not super deep. Yeah, he, he wanders the wasteland after the nuclear war, and rescues people basically. And pokes people to death. He does. He like he he pokes people's pressure points, and then they explode very messily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, okay. It's it's been enjoyable so far. Cool, cool. I'm also reading a manga out of the Shonen Jump app, which just started it, and I don't think it's going to last because it's too... Because you like it? I like it, which <laughs> curses it for a yeah. And then also, it's too different from the formula that usually makes things like succeed in Shonen Jump. Now, now, Promise Neverland is still going. So That's true. This one is, and James has probably seen it when he's opened up the Shonen Jump app at some point. Uh, it's called Time Paradox Ghost Rider. I knew you were going to read that! <laughs> and it's about a um, mo- uh, a guy who's trying to be a mangaka. He's trying to, like... Oh, that's what it's about? I didn't know yeah. that. And he um, can't come up with, like... He, he draws well, but he can't come up with, like, an original idea. And people keep telling him he's not creative enough. Mm. Um, and he's about to, like, give up. And then, like, basically the premise is lightning strikes his, like, microwave. What? And... Something <laughs> happens, and he finds a Shonen Jump issue from like twenty years. In the oh future. no! <laughs> and he like copies the story. Oh god! Everything, and it's dealing with like him like running into the person who came up with the idea and all this other stuff. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. That's a little bit different than I thought it was gonna go. Um, yeah. I here's the thing: it could work because, the, but it may not because okay. Bakuman worked. But for some reason, and I don't know why. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Bakuman is a manga created by the mangaka who made Death Note. Um, but it's about two um, guys who get together. One's a writer and the other one's an artist. And they make their own shonen manga. And um, there's a, and it talks about like the legit issues of getting your manga started, getting your manga published, continuing your manga, the importance of the first chapter. It has a whole detailed, like, couple of um, episodes or chapters that's about the first chapter because it's like, you have to, they're like, okay, so what's our character? What's his main ability? And then there's like a point where it's like, they get to like chapter 14 and they're like, well, we have, we're losing ratings and it's why. And it's like, well, we can't keep using the same ability. Our character has to do something new. Um, so it talks about how powers would develop in a shonen manga and introducing new characters, but then it starts introducing other people. Like there's a genius guy. He's like super friendly to them, but he's like way better than they are at every, like at drawing. And so his art, his art style is so good that he tops them in the charts, even though his story isn't as great, which happens. There's anime and manga out there that aren't great stories. But because people like the artwork and the action, it gets higher. Um, I'm looking at Bleach. And, and like, Bakuman follows a little bit of that train. Like, it's about... So, it may work. It sounds a little bit too fantasy. Bakuman isn't that very very much that fantasy. Um, 
So it may not. I don't know. I can't. They're releasing too many things in Shonen Jump nowadays, for my opinion. You can tell they're trying to get stuff out there and like establish because Demon Slayer has ended. And One Piece can't last forever. <laughs> oh, Oda just heard you. Oda just heard you and said, Watch God, this. He says, Hold no. <laughs> Hold my, uh, I was about to say hold my beer. I don't, I don't hold, my hold my sake. Hold my sake. Actually, they drink a lot of beer over in Japan, so this problem is beer. Um, but yeah, it's... I would just like, hold on, I got to take a break for a week, but then I'll show up. <laughs> for those of you who don't get it, Oda takes a lot of breaks. He does. He works himself too hard. Yeah, he works himself to death almost. Um... But yeah, it may, it may, I don't know, but yeah, like, Shonen Jump is trying too hard, and they're not, they could just release stuff that they already have. For instance, like, the thing that I'm reading, I can't read it through the app, even though it's part of the Shonen Jump catalog. What is that? I'll I'll say it whenever you do it. It's not Bakugan. Bakugan may be on there, it should be on there. But I read Bakugan a long time ago. Bakugan is so good. I recommend everyone read it. Yeah, no, I have to actually. Yes, it was. I have to actually correct myself in my head before I say it out loud because <laughs> there's a whole other um, anime and manga named Bakugan. Uh, but yeah, Bakugan is in fact on. Uh, yeah, on. yeah, it's on there. So it ran for a while. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good read. Um, but what else have you been up to, Dustin? Or is that all? Uh, I played. I've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen some, but. Uh, maybe not enough to get the level <laughs> These guys have left me. I'm just kidding. Um, Dustin's been busy, but um, but Arnold did abandon me for one thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk away from the mic right to the now. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So, okay, cool. Arnold, you want to tell us about what you've been up to? No. Okay, my turn. <laughs> Go ahead, Arnold. Uh, I uh, I haven't uh, done much this week, honestly. I, I didn't play Head in Time, even though I installed it. I had to play it before. Yeah, what have you been up to? You haven't been on any of the normal video games that you're typically on. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think I hit like a slump this week. It felt like it. Yeah, like... The only thing I played was a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen, and then my brother got me on League, and we lost every game. Why are you playing League when you have fourteen? Well, I took a break from fourteen. I know, but fourteen makes you feel better. <laughs> League only makes you feel like garbage. Even if you take a break from fourteen, you shouldn't then go to League. <laughs> like, I guess I get it. You do play with your brother, so there's that. Um, I boy, as soon as I start playing fourteen though, like and this isn't a judgment on Arnold or anything, everybody, but I'm like, boy, League is too toxic. Like it's just too fucking toxic. Yeah, it's pretty fucking toxic. Even when you win, it's more of like a relief than it is like a ooh victory. Oh, I'm out of this bad game. Right, right. Um and it's telling that you can go through a dungeon in Final Fantasy fourteen and have some shitty people, and I have. I have. <laughs> but, like, 
it's done so fast and you never see him again. And even when you get through it, you've achieved something. In League, you just you just survived the war, really. <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, I suggest you do anything other than play League if you're not on Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> yeah, by, I'll, by next week, I'll have uh, at least played two other games that mm-hmm. I said I would play last week. Okay, okay. Um, cool, cool. Yeah, but not much for me this week, sorry. Oh, that's fine. I'm pretty sure some viewers are like, oh my god, thank you. The episode will be short. Uh, <laughs> um, in my patch notes, I've been busy. Uh, not really busy, busy, but a little bit. So I'm reading Promise Neverland again, if I haven't mentioned that before. I really enjoy the Promise Neverland. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's about kids having to deal with some semi-horror situation stuff. Highly recommend people read it. Give it a shot. It is in Shonen Jump. It's in the app. Um, It is not like other Shonen. One, the main character is a girl. Um, Two, most of the kids don't have any form of abilities. They're just really smart. Um, And that's about it. I really recommend Promise Neverland. Now, the thing I've been holding out is that I just... I've honestly just been holding it out because it's kind of funny. Because it was in my next issues. So I've also been reading Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Dai. <laughs> um, because I, okay, and this has a little bit of history to it. I have always liked The Adventures of Dai as a character. Dai, I don't know him as a character. Um, I like his design. He has a very 90s, um, late 80s anime aesthetic. Um, and he... <sighs> Reading the manga is really good. Like, I don't want to play the video game because even though I'm a fan of Dragon Quest, the really, really old video games, I normally don't say need remakes, but boy, howdy. Um, <laughs> 3D Dragon Quest is where it's at. Um, unless you play on the Game Boy. The Game Boy ones are really good. Um, but that being said, um, our Dragon Warrior, for those in Japan, um, Dragon Quest, um, The Adventures of Dai, it... I was reading the first chapter, right? And I was like, boy, this looks rough. Boy, this story sure does move really fast. Boy, they sort of didn't resolve that really fast in the first chapter. And I was like, oh, this is the pilot. Like, I was like, I was like, this is like the opening. This is basically like point zero chapter. Um, and it's just establishing stuff. Um, but the next chapter over, it's really good. I personally, as a Dragon Quest fan, loves it because they use all the Dragon Quest magic names. Um, Dragon Quest has really weird names for their magic. Like, they, they basically have the sound effects for what the spell is. So, wind magic is swoosh. Um, <laughs> and it's like, and so you literally have, like, your, um, your spellcasters, like, swoosh! And, like, a tornado comes and, like, destroys people. Um, and the, the story is that the boy wants to be an adventurer, but he can't use magic. Um, his he lives with monsters um and that's the thing i love about dragon quest 2 the monsters are very integrated in the world and they have a lot of personality a lot of personality and so he lives on an island with monsters and he's the only human there um and so his master um tries to teach him how to use magic but he just can't use magic and so there's a lot of like events that are happening right now it has this pokemon-esque look in adventure style but it has like gore and shit because you know it's early it's early it's late 80s manga 
They didn't give a crap about showing some kid hack out a monster's eyeball and showing all the gory detail. Um, it's it's really good. It's really charming. It's really nice. Um, the girl characters have so much more personality. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of personality in female characters in early anime and manga that they just took out. Like, um, at least in my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong. And if you're a lady nerd that's listening to this and you probably will have a better understanding than me, which you will, um, let us know. But my personal take on it, a lot of the girls in manga later have either been, I don't even know. I can't think of any that have actual personalities. Like, they stop at Code Geass. Like, I'm like, all the girls in Code Geass has pretty cool personalities in Downward, but, like, everything above that. You guys can think of anything? Yeah, that's... Hmm. Sakura's one note. Tsunade's one note. Yeah. Hinata's adorable, but she's one note. Um, uh, Gravity Girl's one note. Te- yeah, who? Yeah, she was going to say she's got... She has a little bit of nuance, but they don't do anything with they it. They don't really have a lot of development. Right, yeah, yeah. Hinata actually got a little more development in the soccer. She, she, yeah. She did be, okay, so yes. Um, Destin makes a strong point. Hinata is probably the only girl in Naruto that gets an actual, like, arc of a character. Um... But, like, a lot of people don't have, like, the Nami personality, which I always like in characters. And the, the, um, the spellcaster in this, in, um, the Dragon Quest manga, she does. She, like, looks at the main character and she's like, this little shit is the hero? No fucking way. <laughs> and, and, it reminds me a little bit of Bulma. Yes. Yeah. Which which would make sense, right? Like it's done in the late 80s. It's a boy meets a girl and they go on adventures. It's very Dragon Ball-esque. It is made it is Dragon Quest. Ironically enough, it is not Akira Toriyama has nothing to do with this. Like I looked it up just to, out of curiosity. Nothing. Like outside of the fact that, you know, it's based off a Dragon Quest character which he probably drew at some point. That's about it. Um so I recommend it. I had to go on Thousand Sunny to read it. Um, but... Well, I mean, I, I had to do the same thing. Just yeah, like it's... I, I literally looked up and down in apps for it, but they don't have it. Um, other old school um, anime that I'm watching. I'm watching Card Captor Sakura. Which, if you don't know, you're a loser. Um, so Card Captor Sakura... Is made is made by the company. It's the <laughs> made by the company um, Clamp, who you all may know at this point made um, Code Geass. Um, this is the early Clamp, so this is like '90s Clamp. Card Captor Sakura is a shojo, actually. Um, and before everyone goes, go what shojo. If you like Inuyasha, shut the hell up. Um, um, Card Captor, it's a shojo. Um, Card Captor Sakura. Sakura is about a girl named Sakura who's much younger than I remember her being. And maybe because I was around the same age as her when I first saw it. Um, Sakura is like in fourth grade. Um, I always thought she was in middle school. Um, she's, she's a fourth grader who unlocks these 
um, this book called The Cloud that has a bunch of basically like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But unlike Yu-Gi-Oh, these are actually fucking des- destructive monsters that she releases into the world. And it's gra- and it's um, it's guarded by Severus, who <laughs> who takes the form of this little toy bear doll with wings. And he's like, I'm the protector. It's I don't know why I'm laughing. Everyone's like, why is he laughing? It's just cute. Kari Captain Sakura is cute and it's funny. The humor is great. The action and artistry is still holds up. Um, Clamp is really good at designing really creepy things too, because there's a lot you gotta understand, they try to portray this situation from a fourth grader standpoint, and it's horrifying. Um she doesn't get any like magical defensive powers, like she's a human being. Um, one thing that's really cool that is like later on, she gets different abilities to transform her outfits because you know it's a shojo, um, early '90s shojo. That um, I just love it. She has rollerblades, so she looks super '90s. She has a crush on her brother's best friend, and in the original Japanese one, God, I hope they do this in this one. In the original Japanese one. They are lovers, the brother and his best friend. And because they're guardian, spoiler alert, they're guardian angels of her. They're not like human. It's a long, long encompassing story. Um, cause they're, they basically do the tuxedo mask thing where this angel dude comes and saves her sometimes and she doesn't know who that is, but it's her brother and his friend. Um, since it is done by Clamp, all the male characters have long limbs, but she doesn't. So if you want to get into Clamp and you get, you're like, ugh, long limbs, the main characters. You work your way up. Work your way. <laughs> so to speak. Long neck first and then this. No, you need to watch. Yes, you need to watch Code Geass right now. Yeah, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Like, this is this is for people who have not tried anything new or want to try some good old anime. Card Captain Sakura is really, really good. Highly approved. Um, and then, finally, my nonsense, what the fuck am I watching anime of the week has been Baki Season 3. Um, Baki the Grappler, I, I believe I mentioned this at some point for everybody. Baki the Grappler is an action manga um, an anime, the anime has, um, the manga is very old, very, very old. And the anime, they've been finally doing some of the um, later chapters of the series and animating in a new high quality. Um, how do I say this nicely? Baki is really stupid. Like, the anime in manga is, so, it, there's no, there's nothing else in it but fights. Um... And I, I mean that. There's no deeper meaning. It's all macho-y. It's all, like, stupid. Like, there's a thing... There's a, Right now, currently, the arc is about Muhammad Ali Jr. For those of you know, who understand that, Muhammad Ali does not have an actual son. Um, at least not one that took over his boxing career. Um... In the in the anime, it's it's a it's a it's a pseudo um, pseudo realistic anime, it's pseudo fantasy, and so Muhammad Ali, you know, he suffered a lot of um, head trauma and stuff like that from boxing and stuff, and he developed Parkinson's and everything like that. Well, in this anime, his son has taken his boxing and turned it into some form of deadly martial art. Um, and he's going around Japan beating up other 
um, master martial artist somehow. Um, I actually called bullshit on that like three times because these characters these, these characters are crazy strong. Um, but then it turns out they were all fucking with him, and then they all ended up systematically beating the shit out of him. Like, like I mean, like breaking his fingers and punching his bones out of his hand. Um, levels of destruction. And then, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. If you want a little bit more, like a, a more less explodery Fist of the North Star gore, it's crazy. Um, and for those of you who may not know the concept of Baki the Grappler, it's about Baki trying to kill his father, who his father is known as the strongest creature in the world. Not a human, the strongest creature. Um, he, his, his body structure, his muscular structure is such that the back of his, bo- his, his back has a demonic face from the muscles. Yeah. His back looks like it has abs. Like, legit. Um... It is it is stupid violence. Um, and the concept right now is that Muhammad Ali Jr. wants to beat up Baki in order to get his girlfriend. Which could not be any more bullshit late 90s, early 2000 macho anime horseshit. Um, it is the stupidest concept. But I'm watching it. And I think it's because I just want to see people get punched in the face. Um, Sometimes you just got to watch something for the cool fight They're not even cool fight scenes. <laughs> like, they're not. They're not great. They're not great fight scenes. It's just, it's just blood. Like, and I'm, it's trash. It's like the lowest tier of trash. But, like, I'm watching it. I can't say it's great. I'm just watching it. Um, I, uh, yeah, it's popcorn. Um, I will say this, there's still because it's like late nineties, early two thousands style animation in the more adult area, there's a lot of issues with how they draw certain characters that I find issue. Most characters actually for this new remake look fine. Like the black people look decent. They look fine. I don't like how they draw their hands. Their hands look like gorilla hands. I don't like that. Yeah. Just, just the black people, just the black people, and it's a color change because you know how the bottom of your palm is lighter than yeah. the top portion. Right. There's a way to draw that that doesn't look like because all the Japanese people, their hands are the same color on both hands. All the white people in there, their hands are the same on the both ends. Just the black people have these gigantic. Like, gorilla-looking hands. Their faces look fine. They don't talk stupid. They're really cool. Just the hands. And I'm just kind of like, that one little detail is truly bothersome from an artist's perspective. Because the dude who draws Baki is a... Like, he knows the human anatomy very well. Very well. Yes. He does a whole video of it. He has not talked about this issue with the racial stuff. Um, Um... Actually, there's a thing about this in um, Gantz. Baki's better than Gantz. I don't think I could recommend Gantz anymore to people. Um, Gantz has like a depiction of a black person in literally the worst way possible. Um, it's not. It's it's it is. It's literally blackface, and then they use the blackface to shoot Japanese citizens. So. There's a character in Gantz that puts on blackface 
because he's taller than other Japanese people. He puts on blackface. He puts on a hoodie. He then takes an assault rifle and goes to the middle of a street and shoots up all the Japanese people. He does this to get back at somebody else, but he chooses to do blackface. Like, there's no excuse for that. Um, Super Eyepatch Wolf tries to make an excuse for it in this video. There's no excuse for it. Um, no. And I and I finished Gantz. Like, you talk about, like, you know, you can't judge it till you finish it, Gantz. No. No. Um, um, and I, and I was into Gantz as a kid, the anime and stuff like that, because it's just hyper-violence. But, yeah. Anyway, moving past that. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to in my patch notes, um, uh, pretty much. If you want some good action, watch Baki. If you want high-quality, young girl, love triangle stuff, I highly recommend you look at Karkat. It's so good. She's so cute. <laughs> it's very cute. She's so I cute. Watching I remember watching a really, really weird dub of it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> where they made Lee Shauron much more important. Because yes. They expected the demographic to be guys. Be boys. They made it very boy-centric in the real yeah, anime. He's not really that important. Mm -mm. No, he's not. He's like, he comes up later. Somebody made Naruto for girls and soccer was <laughs> You know how much editing it would take to make Sakura seem important? <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot. Oh, real quickly, and then I'll move on to our topic for the day. If you want to enjoy Naruto in a way that's better than the fucking anime, I highly recommend that you play the Naruto Shippuden fighting video games. <laughs> the animation is top-notch, the action is good, and the fight scenes are better, and there's no filler. Um, yes. I highly it's recommend it. It's just the good good action. If you want Naruto. And it's condensed the story down into something that fits in a cutscene. Yeah. yeah. And it's all sorts of badass shit. So I highly recommend that's how you enjoy Naruto. I'm sure no, no one's going to take that advice. But I'm just, I want to put that out there. Anyway. Moving on to. Um, wait, oh, one more sorry. Thing. I Go was going to say, I almost missed when we were talking about female characters and things getting like a development. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like Rukia was a good female. Ooh, Rukia was like all about that sexual empowerment too. Yeah, I like Rukia. Like Rukia, boy. Ooh. I was I was I was ragging on Bleach earlier, but there were some strengths in Bleach. It's just kinda of fell apart as well. Yeah. Rukia. Oh no, I'm sorry. You said Rukia. You know who I was thinking of? <laughs> Ryoki from Tichi oh. Munyo. You know what? I like her. But she was in early '90s, so she she doesn't count. She was that was back when they could do like hot ladies that have wild, power. The wild, like yeah, yeah. We had the Faye Valentines. And the yeah. Oh God, I keep getting news about that remake, that the live action. And I'm you like, know stop. What? I just, I just, I'm glad I'm not getting that. If I get it, I'm gonna filter it. It's like click the little button on Google that says I don't like. This. It's just annoying <laughs> because. There's articles about it that have information that no one's asking about. Like, it's like, it's going to remain faithful. I was like, how can you remain faithful to the anime by making a live action? Like, you, you can't. Just... It's going to remain faithful like the Death Note adaptation. Oh, boy. And then they made an insult. Oh, sorry, what did you say? I never watched that. It's pretty bad from what most people have said. Um, but, yeah. 
I heard that the the creator or the director of it says that they will not Scarlett Johansson the Cowboy Bebop live action. So they were insulting Scarlett Johansson based off of her Ghost in a Shell well, thing. Yeah. Which I'm like so no one's going to insult the um what was the the recent movie that came out that everyone loved? She had the googly anime eyes. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Alita Battle Angel, which is weird because she, she was a Caucasian person too, but everyone liked it because they made her eyes look like fucking Powerpuff Girls. So like that I'm, movie unsettled me a little bit. I didn't like see the whole thing because I kept watching like all the trailers and things, and they're like, "Can I just handle these eyes?" <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. I don't care if they. I think people, when it comes to that. It's weird because I'm like, you know, these characters look white. So if you're casting them, like Spike Spiegel, he's supposed to be Chinese. Like no, Spike I is. Did not know that. Yeah, Spike Spiegel is Chinese, according to what he's part of the triad. Or he was originally part of the triad, so he should yeah. be. So he should be Chinese, because if I'm understanding how most gangs that work that are based off of their cultural and racial heritage, they ain't letting anybody else in there. So. Yeah. He should be Chinese. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. But Spike should be Chinese. Um, like, but clearly, he's like this six foot tall, weird Afro having green haired dude that looks white. So, anyway, moving past that, let's jump into our key item. key item today is brought to you by nostalgia it will fuck you up and make you spend your money that's true <laughs> um, for a minute i thought you were gonna say it's brought to you by the letter q <laughs> this was an episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> brought to you by letter q for questions um um so in this episode of the key items podcast for our key item for today we're actually going to discuss um, this was a question given to me by my friend Sheena earlier in the day, not earlier in the day, earlier in the week, discussing the similarities or comparisons of anime versus cartoons and how do you label one from the other. This question came up because I'm sure everyone has had this age-old question asked to them um, who likes the series. People have said, is Avatar The Last Airbender a cartoon or is it an anime? Um, real quickly, like one answer. What would you guys say? Well, I would say it is a. Well, there you I'd go. Say <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was gonna say. You see, Dustin's paws. Arnold, what would you say, real quick? Uh, it's a cartoon. Okay, okay. Arnold's more quick to work. <laughs> but Arnold's Arnold's watch watch it. Like, shooting um, it down. What was it on Nickelodeon? It was Nickelodeon. It was produced by Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, so, no, what Arnold is saying is the objective truth. Like, Avatar Last Airbender is a cartoon. 
What Dustin is saying is also true, though. It's anime-inspired. And my friend Sheena brought up because she was talking with some friends, and they were debating on, is it an anime or is it a cartoon? And I know Mother's Basement, I think that's the name of the YouTube channel, they have made a whole video saying that Avatar Last Airbender, Airbender is an anime, and they're like, fight me. He's, he's like an anime YouTuber. Um, right. And he said it, and I'm like, that's cute, that's adorable, it's not. The reason it's not, because if we're using the colloquial term anime, is that it's not produced by Japanese individuals in Japan. And it's not, it's not an anime. It's a cartoon. It's produced over here. At least in a Western sense. It's a Western cartoon. You know, um, and that's fine, but it's highly inspired by anime. And so I wanted to take apart some of these cartoons that are Western animes. I mean, Sorry, Western cartoons <laughs> that <laughs> people. Yeah, and it's and it's easy, and I'm gonna just pick a few, and I have some more on the list. One of them in particular, I am the only expert on because I'm the only one that's seen it. But um, we'll talk a good bit, and I'm gonna list off these names, and all of you will go, "Oh yeah, I know this." Um, and remember, all of these are Western done cartoons with high anime inspirations samurai jack the powerpuff girls teen titans avatar Liz airbender steven universe and whack fu i'm sure all of you when i said the word whack fu went what the fuck <laughs> we will get into that in a moment um the different variety Oh. Much different. It's um, I stumbled. I, I, I use that word on that one for a oh. reason that James will explain later. Yeah, it's it's very boy. This is it's a tough discussion if you're just trying to because they are so anime, particularly Wakfu. But um, let's start with more ones that we can say for certain are Western productions, but scream out anime elements. Um, would you say that Samurai Jack falls into that, Dustin? Yes and no. <laughs> In some oh, way. then tell me, tell me why do you think it's not like Western but anime inspired? It's definitely anime inspired in more ways than one because I think it's influenced a lot by more than just anime. Yes, I know Japanese what you're influences mm -hmm. because. There's a lot of the director for that, uh, Gindy Kartakovsky, which mm -hmm. is a name that I sometimes struggle to say. It's, kind of <laughs> it's pretty difficult to say. It <laughs> um, started on Dexter's Lab, I think. He yes. had other projects before that, but his breakthrough series was Dexter's Lab. Which is um, also on this list. <laughs> Good. What? I would say I've also put Dexter's Lab as a, um, a note next to these things. And what's interesting about Samurai Jack is his style, or Gindy Kartakovsky's style, is very... Um, artistic like he's very focused on um, the art artistry of the of the animation to the yes. degree that he will do visual storytelling yes. without any dialogue I would... there are some episodes of Samurai Jack where there might be one line there's episodes and in Dexter. The Clone Wars show, he did that same yeah. thing with the Clone Wars, uh, not the CGI one, but the animated shorts. Yeah. But yeah, what you know, I was gonna say I was agreeing with you. He does that in Dexter. I'm a yeah. I'm a huge Dexter fan, and so like in Dexter's Laboratory, there's scenes where there's no dialogue. There's like no dialogue, and I was gonna say that 
Dustin hit the nail on the head in that area. That's why I put Samurai Jack on here is because a lot of people will say, no, Samurai Jack is really anime inspired. Not necessarily. I think the most anime inspired thing that they have is the whole cutting something and then sheathing the sword back and then it breaking apart. But even that could be argued in many different ways. The cartoon in and of itself, Samurai Jack, is very Japanese culture inspired. Um, to high degrees, but to say that it has anime elements, um, I would disagree with, but it's really big in the anime community. You know, um, people look at it for that. And I would say, I would argue, maybe Dustin agrees or doesn't, that they say that because there is a, 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 a samurai in it and that the samurai does actually samurai things. And he does a lot of, like, cultural Japanese things, so thus it must be anime. Um, and I don't know, Dustin, what you would say on that. Um, yeah, I think that's part of it, because it's, got, it's about a samurai, and it's very action-y, and so that makes people think anime. And um, not, I don't think necessarily the case always. It also references a lot of other cultural stuff. Yes. There's a lot of references to a bunch of different things. Some mythological references. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some references to other like folklore and things like that. There was a whole episode I remember that was about like the, th- uh, the three hundred Spartans at Thermopylae. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I pronounced that correctly. Um, but yeah, there's things like that. There's all sorts of weird little references to different uh, shows and different stories, mm-hmm. and it's just a if, the it Japanese feels... influences I actually kind of light all in all. It's a backdrop. Because, yeah, because Jack spends very little time, like very Japan. little time in Japan. And in fact, he doesn't even use his Japanese name. They call him like some random person in the future calls him Jack. Jack. It's like you would call somebody something like dude. Yeah. And it's six. It's six. Like in like some people don't even refer to him as samurai unless they know what a samurai is because he's so far into the future. Um, where Arku's power is law. <laughs> Watch out. Okay, but I'm like, like, yeah, it's really good. Um, I would say that I agree with Dustin. I would say that Samurai Jack is something that people misinterpret as anime. Um, to high levels. They even misinterpret that it's anime inspired to high levels. Because Gindi, in all of his works, and, um, Samurai Jack in the, um, the Star Wars animated series, the um, the cartoon, the shorts, um, which is really, really good. And, um, ooh, Dexter's Lab. There's little elements. There's little elements. Like, in Dexter, they get into a robot, and they do Power Ranger stuff in one episode. Um, and they actually they go like to Japan. Godzilla, yeah, they have a kaiju battle. They have a whole, like, Godzilla battle. But it's not the anime inspiration. It's the Japanese cultural inspirations that are in there that are different. Um... And yeah, he's a very minimalist type um, artist when it comes to like sound and direction. He's really good at it. Um, but I would not say it is anime. As a matter of fact, anime tends to have more noise in it <laughs> than anything else. One big selling point to me with anime is the sound effects. Because you get all those swooshes and those whirls and stuff of the attacks. Um, it's very cinematic in that way. And Samurai Jack is cinematic from a movie perspective, but not from like an attack perspective. Like if you, like Samurai Jack doesn't name his slashes. No. You know, he just cuts people. 
Um, uh, also, I will note, uh, we know we were just mentioning briefly, I, I actually kind of double-checked to see if there was anything that like, I needed to mention about his like background mm-hmm. um, to kind of go in with the anime theme. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually started on Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Movie. He was He's just there. like a regular animator. He met Craig McCracken. Craig McCracken like, broke into like directoral roles for mm-hmm. Hanna-Barbera, and that kind of got on which is started. which is he another also did symbiotic titan which we yes. talked about when we did some so i was gonna say i was gonna say symbiotic titan is on here too symbiotic titan also did some some of that from gindy also like batman incorporates a lot of silence in it and a lot of minimalist like background and stuff like that um i follow a lot of his work he's really good i didn't know he did hotel transylvania i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> that was his first like feature film directorial. Interesting. Arnold, did you watch the Samurai Jack at all? Do you know uh, the Jack? Um, you know what? I actually saw the reboot of it back... Well, when did it reboot? It was years ago. Oh, you kids were... It wasn't were... actually really a reboot, though. It was like, it was like the finishing. Yeah, it was like a sequel, yeah. I, I actually never... watched almost all of it. But... I haven't finished it. I haven't felt the need I to go back. I haven't finished it either. I'm actually going to probably at one point go and pick up the the whole, the whole a long time ago I was on the Thousand Sunny and I got all of Samurai Jack the original series <laughs> have it all on my computer in Blu-ray for it but... <laughs> um, so like you know I just need to finish it I just I can't Samurai Jack's pretty long man like that's a long, long show got five seasons that's a long show um but it's pretty good. But okay. One one day you'll have to get back back to the past. Samurai <laughs> Jack. Oh man, that ending credit song though was so good. Yeah, I, it's, it's yeah. Kind of really. It's it's up there in my top um, opening and endings. So moving past that, going a little bit in between, we mentioned her before, but the great Lauren Faust um, helped create the Powerpuff Girls. Um, Powerpuff Girls is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Um, yeah, I got flack being a young man, or young boy, being really into the Powerpuff Girls. Which, Powerpuff Girls were for pretty much girls. Like, they dealt with girl issues. Um, Lauren Faust, if you don't know, also made My Little Pony, which I also was into. Um, <laughs> um, Powerpuff Girls is about three girls who were formed by Chemical X. Um, their father, a scientist, created them in the, um, in the room. They're composed of sugar, spice, and everything nice. Um, I love, love the Powerpuff Girls. Bubbles, of course, being my favorite because of two reasons. One, she's blue. And can anyone guess the two? She is voiced by Tara Strong. Tara Strong is my favorite voice actor, Period. Um, of all the voice actors out there, I love Tara Strong. Um, she's voiced by Tara Strong. For those of you who may not know, Buttercup is voiced by, um, Tommy's voice actress. Um, I always forget her name. Um, oh, I think it's E.G. Daly. Um, and then Kathy, um, Cavadini is the voice of, I believe, Blossom. And, like, so... I love these these voice actresses. They're great. But um, Powerpuff Girls has 
a lot more of that Japanese influence as well. It has... It's like Dexter's Lab a little bit. It's a little bit like Dexter's Lab as far as the animation is concerned. But it... Very 90s. Yeah. Network original. Very 90s. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it has that little backdrop. And it has... They're super-power kindergartners. Like, <laughs> they're a little kindergartner. They really are. They're super-power. They even go to kindergarten. They're sitting yeah. in class with their, with their teacher. What is it, Miss Keen? Miss Keen. Miss Keen. Um, I fucking love Powerpuff Girls. But a lot of people in the anime community also um, label it as, like, you know, anime-inspired and stuff like that. Um, and then it also was anime-inspiring? Right, so that's why I was going to get to that point. Sequel series, right? So I was going to get to that point is that okay. um, the Powerpuff Girls is... Uh, I want to say it's anime-inspired. There's a slight chance that it was super-inspired by, like, Magical Girl anime. But even then, there's no transformations. Um, they are just powered up all the time. They're just superheroes. They're more like Superman, honestly. Yeah, and there's even I think some references in there in that show to the like the uh, the maybe I'm mistaken. I was thinking there was some references to like the, maybe some of the other, like other superheroes at some point. Yeah, no, they do. They do that, and they also do are that in Dexter. Are they ones from Dexter? No, yeah, Dexter's had the whole, like, Justice League Avengers Justice, thing. The, what is it? The, uh, Justice, Justice Friends. Friends. Yeah, Justice Friends. Um, and so, Powerpuff Girls definitely has, like, that element. But, like, what Dustin was saying is that they were more anime-inspiring. So, they help forge an anime in Japan um, that is also Powerpuff Girls. Which has more elements from that cartoon with their own anime elements. It did not last they long. Look much more anime. They look way more anime, which is really funny because they have big spider eyes already <laughs> in the like original <laughs> animation. So it was like they made them even more anime. Um, they had a horrible reboot um, series that I was not into, and it was it was a it, it was doomed to fail from the start because they did not want to get the original voice actresses to do their roles. Um, even though the voice actresses said that they would do it for free, like they just wanted to do it, but Cartoon, like, hey, yeah, we'll do it. But Cartoon Network was like, no, we need new, fresh, young girls, and I was like, but don't no one give a fuck about them? Like, also, also, who are you making this cartoon for? The new kids? And yeah. <laughs> you want us old folks to look at it? Um, Arnold, what's your experience with Papa Girls, if any? My experience with Papa Girls, I don't really. I don't think that was a show I grew up on. Oh, uh, you were a trash rat. Oh, uh, yes. Trash rat. <laughs> <laughs> no, Arnold was way too... Mojo Jojo. <laughs> talking weird. I do like Mojo Jojo. And his, Mojo like... Jojo is amazing. And also the weird crab dude. Weird oh, crab wow. dude. Him? Oh, him. Yeah, him. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I love him. Um, He's totally not the devil. Maybe. Totally not the devil. Like, Arnold, when were you born again? What year? Uh, 97. Yeah, you were literally one years old when this cartoon started. Yeah. So you don't... Yeah, you don't. I missed out on a lot of cartoons, so... And Powerpuff Girls is actually... It's pretty good. And there's, like... They deal with things that superheroes deal with, but then also what kindergartners deal with. Like, there's, like, the whole wet... They, like, wet the bed sometimes. My... Yeah, I remember there was... Oh, man, what was that... What were you going to say, I don't remember the episode's name, but it was like the Powerpuff Girls invite a friend over. <laughs> and oh! Their dad. 
<laughs> he t- Papa Girls uh, tell the little girl, oh, yeah, our dad told us we were a mistake. And she's like, oh, oh yeah, my did too. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! That, oh, my goodness. There's all sorts of things like that. Like, um, there's all sorts of sexual tension with Miss Keen. Not Miss Keen. Um... The mayor's assistant. What's her name? Yes, uh, it's Sarah Bellum. Sarah Bellum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah Bellum. Um, and the mayor is incompetent as hell. He reminds me of the Monopoly Man. Yes, there's there's one. My favorite episode of this of the show is when there's two episodes. One when the girls get their own robot. Because when they beat the kaiju monster at the end of it, the robot does a break dance. <laughs> like, uh, it's amazing. And the second, my, my real top favorite episode is the episode that Bubbles goes hardcore. Because Bubbles <laughs> is the nice one of the group. She's a sweet one. And they keep bothering her about that she's the baby. And there's a whole episode where she's like, I can do hardcore. And she, like, rips up monsters unnecessarily. Like, there's... There's like an episode where she takes the horn of one monster and rams it into the throat of another monster. <laughs> it's pretty intense. And finally, I remember that too, because I think finally Blossom and Buttercup are like, Bubbles, like, chill out. Yeah, and she's like, chill out? <laughs> and there's one episode, and there's an episode, Bubbles is going to beat the neighborhood dog. Because <laughs> it's... <laughs> There's like a dog and it talks. And Bubbles is gonna beat the crap. And it's like quivering in the dirt. And it's like, oh, please, Bubbles, don't. I remember that. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Oh, but I'm not sorry. Anyway, um, yeah. I would say Power of Girls is definitely not anime-inspired completely. Um, and doesn't have many influences either from, like, Asian culture much. Like, it's just kind of its own thing. Now, this next one, this is where one of the bigger debates. Teen Titans. Um, instantly, everyone heard... <laughs> the, the, theme, the theme song from, was it, Puffy Ami? Puffy Ami Yumi. Um, they also got their own series. <laughs> um, yes, which was also very... <laughs> very anime, which works, because Puffy Amiumi are Japanese pop stars. Um, Puffy Amiumi, um Oh, sorry, Teen Titans. <laughs> the theme song done That's by Puffy Amiumi. Oh, sorry, what are you going to say, this? And it's spinoff. Yeah, and it's, and it's spinoff, <laughs> Puffy Amiumi. Um Teen Titans, I think, is very anime-inspired. Yes. Like from the from how the kicks are done from the animation styling it's very elaborate and twirly um you got those goofy over the top like anime reactions to things yes like the bug eyes or like somebody's like silhouette super small or someone's talking and there's like spit flying but it's always around their head kind of they have sweat drops. There's like a lot of sweat sleep, drops. And there's like a the little snot bubble. The, the snot bubble. The snot bubble comes in. How they eat food is all that. Like Goku does when he's eating food in Dragon Ball. Um, yeah, I would say Teen Titans is crazy anime inspired. Um, oh, go ahead, Dustin. I was going to say, and it's interesting because I think that's right around the time where 
people that probably grew up with like VHS anime being imported were coming, were getting into the professional world of animation. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the people who got the 80s anime, like the, were like then going into animation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't even look at this, but I kind of have a trend going. What doesn't just mention? Like, <laughs> I'm going down the list in that order, and it does. It starts going from where people started looking at animation, like anime, um, Japanese animation, and they started getting old enough to get jobs and, and doing that stuff in the work. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, because Teen Titans is actually much older than the cartoon. Um, Teen Titans have been around for years, for people who don't know. Like, yeah, like started in like the 60s. The 60s, yeah. It's very old. It's not... The Teen Titans we got was like an amalgamation of the 90s Teen Titans. And, and, like, yeah. Putting them all together um, and making it like that. Um, spoilers, Starfire and Robin's relationship doesn't work out. Um, <laughs> and neither does Raven's or Beast Voice. <laughs> Raven's just kind of got a lot of problems. Raven has a lot of issues. Um, they Raven still loves Beast Boy, but she just can't be with him. Um, but like, yeah, there's a lot of incorporations. Um, they did a lot of things that I would consider really good adaptations for an anime-inspired um, um, Western animation. Like um, one, um, Cyborg is really well done. Yeah, he's a really likable character. He's a very well done um, character, very well likable. He's a black character who feels like he's a black person, but that's not his defining trait. Yeah. There's even an episode on race in Teen Titans. There's a whole episode on race and prejudice and like systematic oppression of black people with Cyborg. And the person that relates to it the best to understand it is Starfire. Um, because. Well, not because she's, she's not because she's orange, but because I think there's oppression um, yeah. on her planet for different yeah, reasons. Yeah, so I think I remember some of that. There's also she's always kind of an outsider too. Yes, even, even beyond just the stuff on on what it was Tamaran or something like that, mm-hmm. because she uh, she deals with um, yeah that she's sort of an odd like a an oddball yeah she's she's different and i think they have something about and i want to say the episode is about her and um cyborg comforts her he talks to her about feeling oppressed and being different and how that works out um and teen titans is just honestly a genius in western animation that that shows that we make good animation just like in you know japan um and i think that's what kicked that show off but if i'm honest i think the show kicked off for a lot of people because it felt like an anime not because of its high quality people were like chasing anime yes it became really popular to have anime like things um robin is basically sasuke from naruto he's like edgy he's a little bit better because he starts off wanting to lead his group and help them but he's very no nonsense um Beast Boy is the more jokey type person, everything like that. Class clown kind of guy. Class clown. Cyborg is interesting, and he's both the smart guy and the in the yeah. Odd combination that you don't see a whole lot. Right. Oh, what were you gonna say, Arnold? I said so. Like Beast Boy is Naruto. Kind of. He's kind of Naruto. Um, Raven's your typical emo girl. Um, She's the goth chick. She's the goth chick. She's cool, though. I love Raven. Um, 
more, most people will say that they ruined it with Teen Titans Go. I have watched a lot of Teen Titans Go. <laughs> it's not ruined. It's just not. It's not Teen. If you're watching Teen Titans Go for Teen Titans, what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, it's, it's its own thing. It's like so far away from the original that it's say it ruined it. It's like to say that that Tim Burton's Batman movie ruined Adam West. Batman yeah, movies. and it's that one. Oh, was that the one with the Batman credit card? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, that uh, one. No, that one was the good one. That was the '80s one from like. With Jack Nicholson as the Joker, like mm-hmm. the, the one that made, not made, because I think the comics made it. But it's the one that made Batman like dark and like set the tone for Batman to be dark instead of Batman to be Adam West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's really good though. But yeah, I I definitely would agree that Teen Titans has those elements. It's definitely in that focal area of Japanese inspiration. Um, I believe it was one of the forerunners for of comic books getting anime adaptations. Um, because yeah. they There's do some the, weird ones out there. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of that down the line. You know, on that note, mm-hmm. I don't think we mentioned this when we were kind of thinking a series, kind of getting some some talking points. Today, but uh, X Men Evolution also for three. So I I was thinking that I. But was it really? No, I wanted. It's very American. Um, there's. There's not enough there, in my opinion, to put it in these categories. Yeah. I think maybe the art style. The art style may trip people into thinking because it has a more, like, um, a more realistic-looking art style. They're not so cartoony. Um, And I think that was just animation starting to develop more at the time. And people And it came around the same time as Teen Titans, and you had another group of teens. So you just, by osmosis, are like... Oh, this same thing, right? It was any animation that had non-little kitty stuff in it, people associated with anime, because at that time, anime was broadcast as the big kid cartoon. It was like, oh, you're not a kid. You're watching Cardcaptor Sakura. And I was like, yeah. And now that I'm older, I was like, I was totally watching like a little kid's cartoon. I'm totally watching a little kid's cartoon right now. Just a Japanese one. Um... So yeah, I, I thought about that when you mentioned it, but I was like, when you when you um, were thinking about that too, but I was like, mm, maybe not. It's a little different. Um, now we can get into the cartoon that inspired this episode, Avatar: The, the Last Air, the so elephant in the room, the the um, the sky bison in the room, as it were, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Appa. I like that. Um, the best character. <laughs> He's pretty great. He is pretty awesome. I like I like Alpha. Um, Avatar: the Last Airbender. Um, Avatar: the Last Airbender is one of my all-time favorites of all time. It was, or, or think originally came out when I was like sixteen, so two thousand five, right in high school. Perfect time. Um, and Avatar: the Last Airbender follows Aang, the Avatar, who is also the last Airbender. Um, <laughs> He is the a, a culmination of spirits that invoke the combination of using um, earth, wind, fire, and air um, telekinetic abilities in through martial art movements and stuff like that. It's one of the most highly recommended 
forms of youth entertainment. It deals with a lot of shit like genocide and totalitarianism, um, free choice, women's rights, um, strong, like, um, like all sorts of stuff. It, it's, it's really awesome. And it is done. It's directed partially by, um, Joaquin Dos Santos. Um, if you don't know who this guy is, Joaquin Dos Santos directs really good stuff. He is the guy who helped direct Voltron, the new one, which is why I recommend everyone look at it <laughs> because this guy is really good. Um, so anyway, the whole thing with Avatar is people have always said it is anime influence or that it's an anime. It's, it's like Teen Titans in the degree that it has a lot of those elements um, that Dustin mentioned, like the, the sweat drop or the, the... person yelling and their head's huge. Yeah, the person yelling or their head is huge. Those are anime-inspired. Um, but after that, it kind and it deals with a little bit more heavier subject matter, which anime tends to do a little bit more than Western animation. Um, but outside of that, there's a lot of different similarities in it, and I think also people are confusing anime inspirations with, excuse me, Japanese inspirations a lot. Are East Asian inspirations? Funny enough, thing Avatar is very very minutely inspired by Japanese culture. Um, the only um, element of that is actually seen in the Fire Nation. And most people may not know this, but the Fire Nation's influence became more Chinese-focused to step away from issues with Japan because the Fire Nation was trying to take over everything. And if anyone knows their history, Japan was not all about making Gundams not too long ago. <laughs> uh, um, I just thought this is, this is yeah, timing on that episode is important because nowadays there would be other questions. It would get banned from uh, from uh, right, <laughs> right, like 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 now it's kind of reversed. Like you probably couldn't air. Um, you probably couldn't air Avatar Layers Airbender because there's a lot of things. So, okay, one thing that may, may not know is that the Air Nomads are extremely based off Tibetan monks, um, which don't have a okay situation with China at the moment, which the Fire Nation's based off for several decades. Um, the Earth Nation is also um, Chinese-inspired, um, I would say um, way back, like ancient, ancient China, since Chinese inspired. The water tribe is based more off of nomadic peoples. Um, Especially, they seem to be sort of Inuit, yes. sort of in influenced. Mm -hmm. They're they're very much more like nomadic peoples, Inuit quarter. You could almost stretch it and say like the the Hokkaido um, natives up in Japan, if you wanted to go that far. Um, in each one, each um, each bending style is based off of a form of East Asian martial art. Um, with I believe water bending being Tai Chi, right? Earth um, bending is uh, Hungar. 
Hungar. I know Shaolin, Northern Shaolin style is firebending, and I think Bakwa is um, airbending. And of course, everyone knows that Toph uses Praying Mantis style. Like, you, you can see it in her hand movements. And these are all things that are very influenced in. It's a lot from China in the southern eastern area of Asia. So you get like the Great Wall or the Forbidden City um, in Beijing, which are huge inspirations for like the Earth Kingdom. Um, ba Sing Se. You can even kind of see all the similarities. Um, there's also a lot of things of like the history, the art history of China, um, Taoism, Hinduism, Buddhism, and yoga, all that stuff. You can see it all. You can see it. There's literally a yogi in Avatar who is basically the Yoda. Because th- that entire episode is basically Empire Strikes Back. Um, where Aang goes and trains with the, yo- with the yogi and he senses... He senses the disturbance in the spirits are the force that his friends are in danger and he has to leave. But if he leaves, he won't master it. So he has to go. Um, And then something bad happens. He loses a part of himself. Um, Completely Empire Strikes Back. But um, people will argue this point time and time again that it's anime. Um, if you're answer, if you're asking it from your own personal take of what anime is, I can't dissuade you from that opinion. Um, if you think that anime means action and deeper thought, which it doesn't, fair enough. But if you're wanting to look at this from an objective standpoint, it's a Western animation with high amounts of um, Chinese influence, actually, as opposed to Japanese influence. And I make this distinction because when people say anime, they think Japan. Um, and would you two debate on this? Would you guys say that people don't? No, people definitely think it's Japan. The, the Merriam-Webster definition of anime is Japanese. It's like animation out of Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and so I would say that there that debate is easier than people make it, but I think people want it to be anime. But it's weird. It's almost like saying, it's like, you don't think, if you're American, of course, if you're an American or a Western person, you don't think your end of the world can make quality cartoons? It's like, (laughs) I'm like, why is that? What do you think, Arnold? Why do you think there's this big need for Avatar and other anime in general to have this, oh, it's... it's. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. I've actually never understood why people always wanted Avatar to be an anime and not a cartoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, for me, it's like, why Why does it matter? I think it's, saying the word... Either it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good work. To me, I feel like they're just... It, to me, I feel like the feeling is cartoons wouldn't be this good. Mm-hmm. And that's why they want it to be an anime. I think but it's the, a yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Um, but I me, mean, I don't know though. I've I've always seen it as a cartoon. Uh, well, back then I didn't really watch any anime, so that's probably why. Um, well, yeah, that's an important distinction. That's like if you haven't seen anime, you would call it a cartoon. You know, just a normal Western cartoon that just happens to have like a lot of Chinese influences and East Asian influences. Um, I agree with you. I I would say that people say this because the connotation of cartoon is childlike. 
Yeah. Well, I feel like, if, if think, I feel like, like um, people would think of anime being more serious, and Avatar takes a lot of serious stance and stuff. And meanwhile, like a cartoon would be something like you just, you just put it on just to watch. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Dustin? So I think we had some of the conversation about that before, like mm-hmm. the maturity. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this yeah. definitely is going to overlap with some of that, and how anime got sort of a reputation for some people of like this is mysterious. It's got darker themes. It's got more. It's got blood and gore, so it's more mature. This was you guys ever think that anime is also really popular because people don't understand Japanese and everything sounds cool? Sometimes, like yeah. if you ever if you ever heard an anime in English. You'd understand how dumb some of this stuff sounds. Like, oh yeah, naming your attack every time you use it. Like, like, really? Like, who shouts Razingan if you're a ninja and you're trying to kill somebody with it? So it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just thinking about that. At least, at least, uh, uh, what's funny about that to me with fate is that they give them give them an excuse to shout their attack names. With the uh, noble phantasms that they had to be like named or whatever. So, so like, this is just an excuse for people to shout their attack. Activation of something from a ritual or something. I, I could argue that because we have um, Zatanna. Yeah. And she was like, you know, she says everything backwards. Yeah. You know, so it. I can see some of that. But like, kind of like what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's like. I wonder if the language barrier is a big thing. Don't get me wrong. There's like people in Japan love anime. They understand it. So it's like, it's clearly not just that. But I definitely do think in America, people are like, oh, this is so mature. Listen to what they're saying. And it's like, I think about certain things and I'm like, can you say that My Hero Academia is any more mature than Teen Titans? Um, Not really. As a matter of fact, they deal with more issues in Teen Titans and Avatar than My Hero Academia, um, even Demon Slayer to a degree. Um, a lot of shonen anime is very, like, it's not overly deep. In in the sense of, like, dealing with, like, genocide stuff, you know what I mean? Um, Occasionally you got ones like yeah, now you get like yeah, you get the full metal alchemist. Like you get things that are like really, really deep thought provoking, but then those creators are just making a story and they happen to be Japanese and they happen to want to create that story and message through the medium that they have available to them in their country, which wouldn't be any more different than anywhere else. Um because I've read good stories from Korea. I've read I've read there's one really funny animation I'm looking at right now from China. You know, like, there's some good stuff. Um, just, yeah. I would, I would argue that. Um, the final two, and I'm going to get into the big one real fast, is Wakfu. How do I do this? <laughs> Wakfu is crazy. What again, Arnold? I'm pretty sure not a lot of people know about Wakfu. No, not a lot of people do. I think Wakfu is finally getting traction only because people are stuck inside and they've already watched all the anime they want to watch. And it's probably like, I'll see this sometimes. Wakfu will come up on the top of the thing and it'll be most popular watch thing. Wakfu. And I'm like, who the fuck's watching Wakfu? I've been trying to get people to watch Wakfu since I was like 23. 
Like, who who's looking at it? So anyway, Wakfu is the anime anyway is stupid anime inspired. Um Wakfu is a different variety of Yes. Yeah, I was gonna oh. Yes, it is it is a French based animation. Um developed by um Ankama Animations and I think like part of like French televisions um area. And it is based off of the French video game of the name Wack Fu. Wack Fu Huh, sorry. I didn't even know there was a camp. So the game is all about that good old grind. So if you ever want to, and it's free to play, Arnold, I'm going to regret that I'm I'm, cracking up. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's just say we know who you are. We see you when you're playing it. And you've been playing it. Yeah, definitely has. Yeah, so Wakfu, and I'm going to regret telling Arnold this, is a free to play. um, grind heavy, like tactical type game that has intensely rich lore and oh, has man. some. Not the game for me. <laughs> Liter- Does it have any get good in it? Does it? Oh, it has a lot of get good in it. Probably a bad game. Oh, <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking garbage. <laughs> um, I was gonna say it has very rich lore, like. Very rich lore, like from the dragons that help create the world to the il- ilotropes. I- I've only heard the anime in in French, so I don't know how to say it in English. And like, and I don't even know if I'm saying it right in French. <laughs> so excuse, excuse my French. I can actually say that. Um, but it is. Oh my goodness, the world is so wonderful. Like, I wish there was just something for me to read, to like ingest the world of Wakfu. It's so. Oh my god, it's so cool. So anyway, the world of Wakfu in the anime is based upon this boy born um, next to a um, born in a dragon egg, and the boy comes out of the dragon egg and he's born with um, a a little bird. There's a little bird friend of his, and I won't get into too many spoilers, but the boy, oh, the power system at leveling up is genius. So. The boy has the ability to open up wormholes and then throw the other wormhole as a discus and travel through the wormhole. So that's his literal one ability for most of the anime. It's not even like, for the first couple of episodes, it's not even impressive. He just like, whoop, 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 whoop. He just hops out. It's kind of cool. And he meets um, a knight known as, um, is Persadal, um... In in French, his nickname is Papon. That's how they say it. It's it's spelled pin pin, but it's um Papon, huh? Is it pin <laughs> Yes, pin pin. And he's a knight of the Guardians of Shushu. Uh, I fucking love the names in this show. The sh- Shushu are demons, and you the knights make contracts with the demons to put them in weapons. And Allure, the but the demons are always trying to take over the users, and he is what's known as a lop. That's how they say it. Again, I'm sorry if I'm like butchering this stuff. He's known as a a lop, which is a a race of people who are like muscle bound but incredibly stupid. 
Um, and he... Oh, and then there's Evangeline, who are the Kra, who are a race of elf people who are born with magical, like, bows that they themselves activate, but it's, like, part of their body. So, like, breaking the bow is, like, essentially to, like, insulting their, like, katana. And then there's Amelia, who is the princess of the Sharam Sharam clan, which are... No, she's the princess. Um, She's the princess of Sarida. Which are plant people. So they're all dark-skinned people because, you know, they're made of bark. Um, and they have, like, grass hair and stuff like that. Um, and she can control plants. There's an old guy who likes money. I'm going on and on about this. Uh, <laughs> it's inspired heavily by anime because a lot of the fight scenes look like they came straight out of Name Your Favorite Action Anime. Um, they have some of the best fight scenes in anime. Um, in animation because <laughs> it's not an anime um and it's so inspired by anime there's an episode where they take the the singer for is it common writer the original japanese singer for common writer does a whole theme song for an episode of a french anime and even a japanese studio takes over for it by the way, this entire anime, this entire cartoon is done in Flash. Like, if anyone knows what Flash is <laughs> anymore in this day and age. Um, but yes, I, uh, there's too many things to say. Like, the way attacks are done, um, there's a whole tournament arc episode. Excuse me. The way that the the sweat bubbles that are formed the the etchy fan service that's in it um and it gets really really good it's one of the few forms of animation that every season they develop the powers and the characters more um like pompon goes from being the dumb sword guy with the demon transformation to becoming literally a super saiyan like Actually, no, I take that back. He becomes a god. And I mean that literally. Like, he becomes like an actual god. Because in their universe, um, you can ascend to godhood and become like a, a, a like Grecian Roman god and stuff like that. Um, I'm sure I've tried to get you two guys to watch it at some point. Yes, no? I think he showed it to me, but I don't think he actually ever told me to watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Fuck. You well, he should... It's good. It's on Netflix. Um, it's... If I you mean, want... That looks interesting. Enough. If you want something good, like, if you want something like Avatar level good, as far as, like, animation, as far as story, as far as, like, quality... You want to look at this. Even if you'd like something that I may not like. Like, I know people like the Dragon Prince. That anime. That's done by some of the remnants of Avatar Les Ebrinder. If you like that, you'll like this. Um, and, 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 and I can say that even not liking the Dragon Prince that much. Like, there's, there's elements from everything that people will enjoy. Um, and it's that good slow burn. Also, ooh, people will love the villain. The villains, like, the first villain is, like, this time-ticking dude. 
So he's like he controls time, so his neck is always ticking around. It's uh, it's so creepy. Oh, I may rewatch it. I love it. Um, I've I've rewatched this show like four times. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Wakfu, and I have no one to share it with. <laughs> My girlfriend barely knows it, and she just gets interested because they speaking they're speaking French, and she knows French. So she'd be like, ooh, I know what they said. I was like, I don't. That's why I'm reading the subtitles. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I was saying... watch anime. You only, you only read it. Exactly. You only, you only... You more so read anime and glance up. Um, if you don't speak the language. But I would say that that's highly inspired by um, Japanese animation to an absurd degree. It's still a Western animation because it's French, but I think like, isn't that technically Eastern? No. No. So yes. Okay. Good question, Arnold. This is this is this is a statement that I'm making based off of historical events of Western travelers and conquerors. Anything, Arnold, that is basically. Europe, or Europe, North or North or American, um, anything that was settled by European travelers at some point is considered Western. The only thing that's considered Eastern, Arnold, is Asia, because because at the time, <laughs> maybe. It, it gets fuzzy with some regions like the mi- the Middle East is usually categorized both as a mix of one it's categorized sometimes as itself but it's also categorized it can sometimes branch over into Africa and Asia um, there are parts of Africa people like to claim as the Middle East I have my own reasons for saying shut the fuck up um, but like <laughs> because it's all in Africa but um, the oh, Middle huh also your opinion drunk? this isn't even an opinion this is just geological you can look on the map anyway um <laughs> like i whew, anyway um like but asia asia like and i say asia proper so east asia and i always emphasize on that because the spice trade is what gave that ideal set so anything of east asian so east asia will be china india um Thailand, the Philippines, stuff like that. Japan, Korea, all that jazz. Taiwan. Taiwan, all of that. That would be considered um, East Asia. So even Australia is considered Western. Because it was settled by Europeans. So everything, yeah, I know. When you said that, you were like, wouldn't that be considered, you know, East? You're right. (laughs) But it's, it's Western. Um it's it's very western it's like when you if you hear the word east europe eastern europe it doesn't usually include places like spain and france and um england ireland stuff like that because they're further to the west um yeah so i would say that um it, it is a, it is a western property yes arnold um i know that sounds weird but it is. It's a Western property. And yeah, it's it's really good. It takes a lot of inspiration. I keep saying, p- people, please watch it. Everyone do me a favor. Watch my like, <laughs> it's It's really good. It's, um, boy, it's good. 
The only thing I could say that's a small detractor is the first couple of episodes, the fight scenes are settled in a very, like, kid-friendly way because the powers haven't developed. Mm. And the way they, they evolve his powers gets really neat. Like, I won't say everything, but I will say the one thing that's cool is that the way he learns to shoot lasers... So the the kid learns to shoot lasers at one point in time. And this is the same kid with the wormholes. Right? Yes, the same kid with the wormholes. So the way that he learns to shoot lasers is amazing. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. There's a lot of like what you would consider... Um, this is how anime inspired it is. It has like that early 2000s, 90s anime like charm to it but it also has some of the problems with it too like the guys will sometimes be dismissive of the women and though but in the defense of that they also have that avatar women empowerment way where it's like the dudes are chauvinistic but the women are like i'm about to stomp your face in and a lot of the times they do like um in particular um um not amelia but um evangeline evangeline who is the craw she don't take no crap. Nobody. Like, that girl badass. It's so good. It's so good. Everyone watch it. Anyway. Um, I say crawl were elves, but they're actually more like elf cat people. It's weird. Anyway. Um, but the other last one I won't go into, but Steven Universe also has a lot of anime inspirations. I don't need to really explain that. They literally have one of the characters dressed up as Gohan. Um, The um, Indian girl, she dresses up as Gohan. Um, It's really weird that I'm not going into Steven Universe during Pride Month. I apologize for that. Um, uh, Yeah, but um, Steven Universe is really good. I have not finished it because um, the creator... In Cartoon Network do not know how to schedule things correctly. And so I had to wait so long, I just got tired of waiting. Um, that happens with me. I, I will not wait on your stuff. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, you're whack food, but I'm biased. But anyway, um, I hope everyone found that um, interesting enough. It's an interesting topic. Um, like we discussed before and during this episode, Japanese animation is anime. But Western animation that has influences to it or connections to it is not anime. It's it's a Western cartoon. And I think it's better to appreciate your own culture's animation, too. Because then you can appreciate other culture stuff. Don't just think one culture does everything right. If anything, take the good parts of different cultures and invoke them into your own. And then you make a super culture. In the in the human world, that sounds in the human world that sounds great. In the science world, that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I got some bacteria in here. Yeah, I'm a super culture. Um, so yeah, um, explore some Western animations. I urge you. Washington Wack Foo. Um, Voltron is really good. Avatar: Less Airbender. Steven Universe, um, Teen Titans, if you haven't seen it. Um, was uh, The Legends of Korra made by... Yes, same same people who made Avatar Last Airbender, which is... Okay, so it's, it's not as good as... 
Yeah, it's still a Western. It's even more Western. They literally have the industrial age in there. Um, it is not as good. You said it's not good? It's not as good. It gets good in season three. Ah, it gets good. So season one is good till the end, and then it's bullshit. Season two sucks for literally one episode. Um, and it has nothing to do with the main Avatar. It has to do with the first Avatar. Season three is delicious. Because an airbender murders somebody. And I know a lot of people are like, James, why are you so basic and you're entertained by murder? And I'm telling you that the core is that boring that I need a murder to be entertained. <laughs> um, the final season is good, but I never finished it. I need to finish it. Um, hopefully Nickelodeon puts it on um, Netflix. Um, you can also watch Avatar on Netflix and you can watch... Um, it on Amazon Prime. I think Amazon got jealous that Netflix released it finally for free. Well, not free, but free with your subscription. Um, and they just finally, because you had to use the you had to you had to buy it originally on Amazon Prime. But they were like, oh no, everyone's going to Netflix. Um, you can find. No, that's why competition is great. Because then you're like, like yeah, we got to get something better. Um, I don't know where you can look at Samurai Jack um, for a subscription. So, you know, I ain't going to tell you what to do. Is, is it not owned by Disney? No. Samurai Jack is um, Cartoon Network. Oh, fuck. You're right. Um, <laughs> have a, the other model so it's, it's, model too? Huh? Does Cartoon Network have a subscription model too? No, they, I don't I think know. has some sort of streaming service. I don't know if it's on Boomerang or not. Boomerang oh! Oh! It could be on Boomerang, yeah. Um, Power of Girls is definitely on Boomerang. Um, Dexter's Lab is on Boomerang. Yeah, Dexter's Lab. It's got some anime. Yeah. I don't know where you can look at Teen Titans outside of the DC subscription. Yeah, it's the DC subscription. But why would you... really want the DC subscription. Listen, here's all I'm going to say. There are a bunch of ships out there at the bay. (laughs) And sometimes you got to go, hey um but yeah so steven universe is streaming on hulu i know that no i don't know anywhere else um to get it and i don't even know if it's finished because it's steven universe one of the worst distributed shows out there whack foo is on netflix go there right now i don't care if you're at work go to netflix <laughs> i noticed you're watching a lot of netflix <laughs> I, I noticed that you noticed that I'm watching a lot of Netflix at work here. One of us has got to stop noticing something. <laughs> um, but anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and yeah, we are the Key Items Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Check us out on our website at keyitems.squarespace.com and at unlockkeyitemspodcast.com. Dot com is our email address. Thank you all for listening. I am once again your host, James. And as always, I am joined by Dustin and Arnold. Peace out. See ya. See ya. Thank you for playing.